All right. Hello, internets, outer nets, between internets, and all the internets around it. <laughs> this is Fallout session 10 or something. I don't know. <laughs> session lots. When we last left off, they encountered the king. Is, is that what he was? I, I didn't get that. Uh, it turned out that he was the king, as it turned out. <laughs> and they found out that, in addition to the juice dispenser being broken, they, the food and water sanitizers had parts missing, too, that could only be recovered from another vault. And so, our noble party has decided to help them out by making a trip out into the north. The non-frozen north. Nuclear winter, though. Yeah, well, I mean, we're at the equator, so there's a lot of north. Yeah. <laughs> exactly as much north as there is south. Imagine that. <laughs> Alright. So, as you found from your logistical check of last session, the nearest of the two landmarks you were planning on going to is the Peaceful Acres Psychiatric Home. And the farther is the vault that Alex was raised in. Yep. So, is there any business to take care of? What are you doing? Um, let's see. Hmm. Uh, is this prior to leaving, or are we just... Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to find Carmichael if he's still at the... if he's still here. Uh, yes. You find him at the Gek Chamber, where he's actually packing up a small bag of things. Carmichael. Yes. Uh, you mind if I have a? You mind if I have a word with you for however long you're packing uh, stuff up in private? He said he sets his helmet back on his head. Uh, sure, no problem. All right. Um, when we were down, um, I'm just gonna be straight in level with you, um, because I know the Brotherhood. You guys are you guys are on the level. Um, Gener generally speaking. Yes. Uh, well, we were at when we were at the CDC in uh, when we were at the CDC in Atlanta, uh, picking up the chemicals. Um, we found a we found a vial uh, which contains a uh, an incredibly uh, deadly strain of the flu, which we're not certain if uh, we're not certain if it was released into the wasteland. I see. Well, now, I haven't heard. I haven't been hearing anything about a super virus or anything. Hmm. How well are you connected with the rest of the wastes? You mean my cell or me personally? Uh, the with your your cell, your unit. Well, I'm about to go back and give them my report myself. That's why I'm packing. All right. Do you, uh, does the uh, does the Brotherhood installation have a uh, have a virology lab or anything? Nothing quite so elaborate, but we do have certain chemistry facilities. Hmm. Well, you see, because I'm not certain if I'm not certain if the if this is if this is spread or not, um, maybe it uh, maybe it hasn't. I don't know, but um, I have a I have a sample of it, and I'm trying to and I'm trying to build a, a vaccine against it. I see. As this is you... a thing that is incredibly uh, could you know could jeopardize the wastes. So you brought it here. Yeah. I see. 
I mean, if it's spreading, if it's spreading, it's spreading. Like, it doesn't matter where it started. I suppose. So what, you'd like me to take it back for you? I think it's more I think it's more secure in your facility than it is in ours. Perhaps. And yes, I I trust you and I trust you and your organization more than whoever happens to stumble into the park. Fair enough. All right, I'll take it back to Canaveral with me if you like. All right. Yeah, and he fishes it from the server room he locked it in. In its in its uh, enormous biohazard box. As you come back, he's uh, hefting his super sledge up onto his shoulder. His pa- his pack finished. So is that it? That's it. All right. If you need any uh, skilled medical technicians to work on it and don't want to. I don't know, risk your own men. I can do, I can try and work on it in my free time. Or, I don't know, you can just destroy it. I'll bring it to them. If nothing else, we got a Sawbones droid that'll help us out on it. Sounds good. Thanks. Sure thing. Take care out there. Yeah. Your things are only getting rougher up that way. Yeah, well, especially since, especially with a well-stocked medical facility. Yeah. All right. I should be back around the same time you are. All right, sounds good. Uh, we'll meet up then. Yep. See you in a week or so. See ya. And um, he sort of waves, opens the door, and walks out towards the edge of the park, off towards Cape Canaveral. All right. Uh, yeah. Chris goes. Chris uh, goes to the whatever I guess to the caravan that we've assembled. <laughs> sure thing. Since I'm assuming if there's a, like a if there's a medic if there's like a medical uh, whatever uh, um, like what when you say a dispenser what is that I'm um it's not a piece of technology that you're incredibly familiar with but you it, but with your level of medical expertise you've probably heard of it it can basically take raw chemicals and synthesize them into appropriate selected dosages and uh, formulas okay so so, so like. It, it has a big vat of chemicals attached to it that you could t- type in acetaminophen 20 milligrams and it'd pop out something for you. Gotcha. So it's, it's okay, so it's a pharmacy that just yeah. mixes everything as needed. Um, I'm imagining it's like the size of a soda machine. Um, maybe a bit smaller than that, but you're not incredibly far off. All right, so we probably have like a trailer or something that we've, uh, that is being drawn by uh, Lanzo's gallant steed. <laughs> yeah, you can probably uh, leverage some. Uh, you can probably leverage some influence with the Cuban army if you like. Um. Oh yeah. Can are we still in touch with them? I thought they had to go deal with something else and disappeared. If nothing else, there's that trailer you brought the queen bee in on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna. We're just going to leave the queen bee and and um. I can't remember what the name of the super mutant was. Buzz. Is it? Oh, buzz, it's just okay. Buzz, it is just, okay. It is just Buzz. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was a Buzz Bee. Buzz. And then I realized that's the name of the Honey Nut Cheerios Bee. Uh, there's there's also Bubsy Bee, the uh, Kismet mascot. Oh yeah, actually, how did Buzz react when he saw the when he saw the oh, no, automated I, buzz, actually, buzz? Sting. I looked it up. Oh yes, yes, his name is Sting. Okay, so how did yeah, how did Sting how did Sting how did Sting react to 
the Bubsy B automaton. Uh, that's up to Kevin. <laughs> With childlike amusement. <laughs> oh. I like that. Thus, I like that. So far, all of the survivors in our camp are people that just worship the Kismet Park characters. I like that. So far, you've recruited a prince, a queen, and a king. Oh yeah! I forgot we got the frog <laughs> prince. <laughs> we just need a jack and a knave. You're creating a royal family. And a ten. And a jester. <laughs> we have the jester. He's the king. Wait. <laughs> no, he is the king. <laughs> Were you not listening? Yeah, well, yeah, so we'll take, I guess we'll take that trailer. Um, and also, uh, Lanzo probably moved the giant vault of caps into the into the spare parts room or something. That seems like something that could be done off camera. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we left the honey with the with the other vault dwellers to, to supplement their uh, diminishing food supply. Sure, that sounds good. Don't eat too much, you'll get the botulism. The what? You'll be fine. Good. <laughs> I like when we're fine. <laughs> I thought someone sane and not really dumb in charge. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. The king, the king's actually, the king revealed that he's actually not an idiot. <laughs> We also have the maintenance. We also have the maintenance guys who are fixing up the robots so that the park works okay. Yeah. Does anyone else have business in the park before you head out? If I did, I don't remember. Don't think I did. Oh yeah, how's our how's our uh, our stowaway doing? He is as as near as you can tell, still unconscious. Hmm. I feel like we should put him in, I don't know, whatever kind of... There's like a there's like a first aid hut here, right? Submerge him in the honey. <laughs> Submerge him in the royal jelly and he shall become a glorious queen. Oh, we have drowned him. <laughs> no, is there a first aid whatever here? Is it yeah, not terribly a, mildewed? There can be a first aid tent with a minimal mildew. All right, um... Yeah, we'll we'll find we'll we'll get a mattress from the vault dwellers in exchange in exchange for this in exchange for the glorious honey we bring from far off lands and sure. leave him in there with some of the maintenance guys. We could put him in the dungeon too, but I feel like if he woke up in the dungeon, given that he kicked the the like the other door off its hinges, he probably would break out of the fake dungeon. <laughs> I don't know how strong this man is. It's a good question. Especially since he kicked a dent out of the door at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, that is something that happened. He is as strong as Lanso. Alright, well, uh, with all of the loose ends, I think, taken care of... Um, oh yeah, how's... Uh, is did, did Jacobson... Is Jacobson still here, or did he go back with the, uh, with the other ghouls? Uh, Jacobson is still in the... Uh... In the jail area. All right. Uh, I think I built his box of uh, eternal uh, radiation juice. Oh yes, sure. Yeah, you give that. Give <laughs> yeah, that to so I'll like. put I'll put on his I'll put on his backpack of radiation juice so that he can leave that area. <laughs> ah, thank th thank thank you, my friend. <clears throat> uh, hey, it's the least I can do. 
I, I suppose. You, you be careful out there. Yeah, you too. You have um, a heart of gold. Don't let them take it from you. <laughs> He's got a heart of, of yeah. It's it's a it's a beautiful radiant heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Feel free to stick around here if you want. Um, stay away from the first aid tent. I'd recommend. But other than that, you're you got free reign of the place if you want to stay. If you want to stick around. Fair enough. I may be able to instruct the mechanics on cer- cer- certain things. Sure. Also, keep an eye out for Reagan. I think he got loose again. Oh no. Then you hear there's you can hear a muffled Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall, followed by a thumping on the wall. <laughs> Kicked open the door. Bedtime for Bonzo. Reagan, sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, enough of this tomfoolery. Yes. Ron Foolery. Ron Perlman. Anyone else have business? Lanto? Alex? Vespera? Mm, no, I don't think I Alex. I think I have anything in particular. Okay. Oh, and, uh, by the way, Alex. Yeah? I have chosen to increase the power of one of your stunts. Is that so? The, uh, the radio DJ one? It, yep. occur- it occurred to me that the, his hints are not always that particularly helpful. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, when you use that, it will declare an aspect on the scene. That, All right. That you can then use. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Matt, it will not declare aspects on the scene like a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> Though oddly enough, that is the song he's playing at the moment. <laughs> Very few recordings survived. <laughs> it's a weird song, but I always do like songs about robots. <laughs> hey, there is only like three sex machines uh, canon to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> only. Regardless. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lance a lot. I know that's what you're just saying. It's still too much. Or maybe it's too not enough. All right, so you get on to the you get on the trailer. <laughs> yup. Which remind me again, it's it's just like a motorcycle with like a horse head stapled on the front of it. Uh, that's the that's so, it's just a motorcycle, I think. Okay. With like maybe the front wheel cover has like a horse head thing going on. That's about it. Okay. I didn't know how ludicrous it was. All right. So powered by. Lanzo's mighty steed. You guys start making the journey north. Two days north, in fact. Oh, man. <clears throat> Anything happen so along you... the way? <laughs> Not in particular. This is still a part of, at this point at least, this is still a part of the area that's somewhat, um, somewhat like poorly populated because of all the stuff with Kismet Park being poisoned for a while. Right, yeah, and it also Until killed off, it also killed off most of the wildlife. <laughs> Yeah, you can probably assume that over the course of the next little while, as word spreads, more people will be coming down. But yes, you and you guys are good enough with the wasteland that you managed to avoid the odd eight-foot-long crocodile stuff like that. Rad crocs. Rad crocs. Although really, well, I guess nobody, nobody. It's it's the it's the post-apocalyptic future. Nobody knows a croc from a gator anymore. I, I was just gonna say, I. That's probably the first and only time over here. 
something about Crocs being rad. Oh. <laughs> Take that, Croc wearers. Your comeuppance has finally come. Uppance. Yes, your, your uppance has finally come. All right. So, two days later, avoiding the bulk of the problems on the way, you manage to find your way to Peaceful Acres Psychiatric Home. It's nothing too special. It's about the size of a small hospital, but only one floor. Although, give me notice checks. Notice. Sure. Well. Plus three is good. Plus zero is not. Plus zero is not. Plus one, not quite. Right, so you're coming around this place, and it seems like back when things weren't apocalyptic and hell and barren, it seemed that this would have been a fairly nice place. Far away from cities, out in the country, would have been some nice trees around it, you hear? <laughs> you know, trees, the green things. I mean those black sticks? No, no, not the black sticks. <laughs> I've seen, seen trees before. They're pretty nice. There's still some up in Utah. How Utah managed to avoid the, 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 the apocalypse, I, I don't really know. This place is at the bottom, though, of a small, called a valley. And as you're going around the mountainside to get down it, you notice something. At the back end of it, you in particular, Chris, you notice that there is a small, unexploded bomb lodged in the ground behind the place. Uh, we're not in danger of, like, running over or being... When you say bomb, what kind of bomb? I'm, t I'm talking, like, dropped from a plane to explode something the size of the building. Okay, so it's... Okay, so it's... Uh, and what is this embedded in? Or near? It's just embedded in the ground near the back of the building. Okay. With a rather large crack in the metal going up the side of it. Okay, let's get in and out of here quickly and um, without shaking the ground too much. Mom, I got a problem. Chris points at the unexploded bomb just behind the building. Oh, that, that's a bit of a problem, yeah. I'm not sure uh, how tough it is, but it's close enough and it probably... Maybe it was supposed to destroy this place, I don't know. Chris puts a Chris reaches into his doctor's bag and puts and stakes a brightly colored flag into the ground like a foot away from it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you approach it. You see it from like about fifty yards away. Oh, okay. Oh, it's that big a bomb. It's uh, yeah. It's it is large enough to level the building, but it seems to long a long long time ago. It seems to have failed to blow up. All right, how close is it to the building? Uh, it's about 10 feet off. Okay. Oh, I got a question for you. What's up? Why does someone why, why, why does someone go out of their way to, to, to uh, drop that big a bomb on a psychiatric hospital? It's a good question. Although I probably, given the state of the hospital, it's... Hmm. I guess we'll find it's, out. The building itself seems to actually be in pretty good repair. Yeah. It has, yeah. So it's fine at the moment. It's something it, that would. It's something that required more than required more than some ICBMs. 
uh, a couple hundred miles away. Right. It's it's sturdily constructed for being out in the country, and it, it is covered in the nuclear ash you see everywhere, but it's just dirty. It's not broken. Hmm. Someone really had it had it out for this one place. I wonder if they got. I wonder if they have a shelter underneath. Maybe. Well, at least if it hasn't blown up yet, it's not going to, right? Uh. I can't be sure. I mean, I want to be careful with these sorts of things. Would that be a crafting check to to try? Uh, I think we. I think we have to have the explosive stunt, probably, right? Um, explosives would help a lot, but you could. Make uh, some basic diagnostics with a craft check. Alex and oh, Chris, unseen. Oh, and by the way, as you approach, it is about 11.30 in the morning. Alright. So the sun is moving overhead. Yeah. Uh, if they... We're going to be taking a look at it. Uh, plus five for me for craft. Wow. So what are you guys trying to figure out? Um, just it's it, still how yeah, dangerous yeah. it is, perhaps. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the likelihood so, of this exploding in the near future and killing us all. Right. So you guys have seen this sort of bomb before. Um, you in particular, Alex, you you found this sort of bomb in certain mechanical books. Uh, the mechanical documentation was really popular for explosives around the nearing of the war for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Military explosives. And, build them in your own backyard. And you basically figure that this sort of bomb requires a particular speed to trigger its explosive capabilities. Okay, so it's not like a cluster bomb where, like, somebody could run up and kick it and it would go off? <laughs> nah, it's it's designed to be mostly inert at uh, stationary speeds. Someone, would ha someone who is an explosives expert would have to manually get into it and detonate it. All right. Oh, I, yeah, she will relay this. She's like, oh, I actually recognize this from something I studied. It's, uh... All right. Uh, don't worry, there's not really any danger. You'd have to really know what you're doing to get it to, to go in there and get it to blow up. Normally, it's not supposed to explode unless it hits something at high speed. All right, it's one of them kind of bombs, but... Still, don't make me happy. Yeah, I guess it just hit the soft mud here and slowed it down too much. Everyone make me a physique check. Okay. Physique, eh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus zero ain't great. <laughs> nope. It ain't bad it's either. Not. Could be it much is worse. Strict, it is strictly nothing. Plus five, plus zero, plus zero. What you got, Nate? Let's see here. Physique. Uh, plus zero. Plus zero. All right. Everyone fill your second health box. Whoa. Okay. I don't want to do that. Is that everyone? Except for you. Plus five was good enough. I hope so. Plus five is perfectly fine. Uh, what do we all, feel? Um, all of you are just sort of feeling a little nauseous coughing a little uh i'm gonna do would it be hmm, uh can i do be prepared to have my geiger counter uh yeah sure that could be a fate point okay or, or, or is that something 
no, be prepared is just one of my aspects. Okay. Yeah, sure. Fate point for that would uh would do perfectly fine. Okay. I'm gonna start uh when you say a bomb is uh I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna start checking the area. How many Geigers we got around here? It your Geiger counter is clicking like mad. That is not what I wanna hear. Alright. Alright, we need to alright, we need to get some uh Alex, do you have do you have radiation gear in your vault? Um she thinks. Because we can't stick around here too long. This is way too much. Actually, how many sea, how many sieverts we got here? Um, you don't want to hear the number. <laughs> it's burying, it's burying the needle on this digital, on this digital scale. <laughs> Let's, How, uh, however, Alex. Yeah. You, uh, with your high crafts check, you also notice something about the building itself. The walls are lined with lead. Oh. Oh, we should get inside. Uh, let's go. Let's go. All right, all right. Okay. So when you, so when you, right. when you were saying a bomb, you mean an A bomb? Um, it seems to be a small nuclear explosive. Okay. It's, it's not enough to, it's not enough to explode a city, but it is. Yeah, a... yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a, it's okay. I did, I, yeah. I didn't realize it was a nuclear bomb when you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not a commonly seen model. It's sort of an intermediary between the size of a normal A bomb and the size of a mini nuke. All right, it's about the six foot tall thing. Yeah, we'll head in and. Uh... All right, so I guess this is a. All right, so I guess this is a shelter. I don't know about that, but they're definitely the walls are lined with lead, so we should be fine in here. The Geiger counter quickly stops beeping as you uh, make your way in. Close the door and. Um. Do you have enough time that Chris could uh, that Chris could try and medicine people with the uh, to uh, knock off that health concert knock off that health box? Um, do you have anti radiation stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I have be prepared. <laughs> uh, nah, not necessary. Sure, make a medicine check. All right. I'll say um, you can you can remove the box from. Let's see, on a plus three or lower, you can uh, shift it down one. On higher than that, you take it away. Okay. But, however, while you're setting up shop in there, I'll tell you what you see. You are in the lobby of, um, of your general psych institution. The lights are off, and the windows are small enough that the place is almost completely dark, save for the green glow of a computer terminal lighting the room. The walls are covered in blood and gore, like you'd see in a raider hideout. Oh, what the hell? Uh, is it fresh? Um, some of it fresher than others, but none. none you wouldn't if you if you make your medicine. You're a medicine person. I'm a doctorman. It, it doesn't seem like anything's been put here in the last few days, at the very least. Okay, and I got a yeah, I got a plus six to anal to to crime scene investigate. Oh wow. And then plus four, plus three, plus four to uh, unrad people. Cool. Who do you want to still have a stress box? Uh, I'll go with me. Okay. Yeah, you find a little bit harder to medicate yourself? Yeah. <laughs> but you pop a little bit of rad away into everyone's veins. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Well, it's good to work on figuring out what the hell happened here. Yeah. As you take a look around, there's a couple of signs. One of them says, Today's lunch specials, Blamco mac and cheese, Salisbury steak, and scrawled in a very bad penmanship. It says names like John, Richard, Henry. 
Oh, I think that explains everything right there. What what does this explain? Uh, they ran out of food, and so they uh, discovered more they food. They began eating each other. Yeah. And Chris, uh, t- Chris takes his shotgun off of his back. <laughs> you take another look around, and it says, Visiting Hours on the side. And it's a small electronic display on a on a battery on basically a fission battery that's still operating. Mm-hmm. It says uh, visiting hours end in twenty minutes. All right, yeah, we should see if we can find this dispenser soon. Sarah, problem? Visiting hours end in twenty minutes. I don't want to know what happens in this place after they're closed. There's a set of doors to the back of the to the back of the room next to a bloodied up table which has the aforementioned terminal on it alright uh okay Chris will check the computer terminal alright there seems to be it seems to be a lot of corrupted data and some very rude notes but you can give me a uh computers check science science that's the one okay I got a plus three plus three alright so you don't get into any administrative functions, really, but you get into the functions allowed to this receptionist desk. Okay, what uh, what seems to be available here? The primary function, besides normal spreadsheeting and uh, alert systems, is um, you can put in names and receive identification badges. Oh, cool. I basically, will... basically visitors' badges. Oh. I can't get uh, I can't get uh, upper level badges. <laughs> Unfortunately, now. Dang it. Uh, all right, I'll print. Yeah, I'll print us out a bunch of badges. <laughs> As you put in a, the first name, a query comes up. Who is the patient to be seen? Um, uh, there's not a way to get a directory. There's not, but it appears to just be a standard. Uh, it, it appears to be a standard tech entry field. You can find out or not. Um. Oh, who were the? What were the names on? What were the names on the board? I guess I'll use some of those. Uh, Richard, John, Henry. Okay, there weren't surnames. Nah. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the easy route. John Smith. Okay. And I will print those out. So I'm just going to say to be uh to be somewhat foreboding, you are a lucky man. I just picked the lowest common denominator of names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel foreboded, James, just so you know. Sure thing. Man, I feel five voted. So it, it it now you're just showing off. <laughs> so with the small with the small sound of uh, miniature card printers going off and the smell of plastic issuing through the room. Um, it pops out four little ID badges. A little flash bulb goes off, and it takes your picture for each one with the wall behind you coated in blood. Ugh. They say, Peaceful Acres Psychiatric Home, visitor to see Dr. Smith. It has your name, and then it says, Have a nice day. There are now 15 minutes till the end of visiting hours. All right, yeah, we need to get in and get out pretty quick. And, I don't know, be prepared to break a bunch of doors down if needed. Hey, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, this It's going to close. We looks... only have visitor badges. This place is automated. Oh. Right. 
Um, fortunately, we got Lanzo here to to get us out if it, if it comes when when it probably is going to come to that. All right. Um, so let's move through the how big how big is this campus? Uh, the campus, um, like I said, it's the size of a small hospital, so it would take a decent amount of time to make your way through. All right. Yeah. Systematically, uh, anyway. All right. Yeah. So let's start with the um, uh, let's start by trying by finding the place where. To, trying to find the dispensary, I guess. Alright, so you make your way through the doors? Yeah. As you go in through the double doors, the inside is completely clean. I gotta say, after uh, seeing the lobby, it's actually a little bit more foreboding. Yeah, they might have some medic they might have some janitorial bots on staff. As you say that, a small little Roomba like bot bumps into your foot. Yep. Here we go. And some oh, wall, neat. probably some wall Roombas. Hmm. This place is crawling with pests. <laughs> is he just stomping on them? They aren't pests. They carry plague and pestilence with them. No, they clean the place. They actually do the opposite of what you just said. Well, I mean, they do carry it with them, but they carry it to, like, a place where they dump it off. The, uh, the small Roomba beneath your foot wants no, no further part in this conversation and goes through a small mouse hole-like <laughs> door in the wall. Okay. Is, are there any uh, placards or... Are there any placards or any, like, uh, signs that say where to go? Um, there's, a, there's a sign that says um, to, the head do- uh, to the doctor's chambers, to the security chambers, and to the patient chambers. Hmm. We should see if we can get to the doctor's chambers. That's where. That's probably where the dispenser is going to be. Although, yeah, no, that would be that. Would, that would be the place. Yeah, because that's where they mix everything. All right, let's see if we can head that way. All right. Making my way downtown, going fast. So you're heading to the doctor's area. Yes. Yep. Sure thing. It's easy enough to find your way. By the way, it is still quite dark in here. You can find your way and see signs, of course, but uh, without flashlights, it's a bit hard to distinguish things in front of you. The windows are very small, and there's no power to the lights. Yeah, I mean, Chris has I mean, Chris has a mini-mag with him at all times. Yeah. Just set in the ambience. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, without too much trouble, you make it through the, uh, you make it through to the doctor's area. And there's a door with a key card reader. Hmm. Probably isn't going to take our visitor badges. How strong is the door? Um, the door does not seem that strong. It's just a standard wooden door. Alright. Well, um... Hey Alex, you think you can, uh, you think you can convince the door to open for us before we break it? Uh, I can try... Sorry, you want to fill me in? I had to step away for a sec. Uh, we found There's... a key. We found a key card reader, and we only have visitor badges. But we're trying to get to the doctor area. Um, yeah, she'll examine it and see if she can get in. If she, if there's like a way she can get into the inner workings of the door or not. Um, if you pop the key card reader off, it seems you could probably get into the deadbolt. Hmm. If you want to do things destructively, this door is a cinch to open. Yeah. If you hadn't mentioned a deadbolt, I was going to use my key card in another way to open it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be... Hmm. I mean, I could get into the deadbolt behind it, but that'd involve breaking the keypad. Why don't we just look around for a key? Alright. Um, that would be I mean, in, I'm... That would probably be in, normally, probably be in security or something. 
Normally I wouldn't mind, but if this place is all automated, if I break something, it might trigger an alarm or something. Yeah, true. Right. All right. Well, we'll um, we have access to the patient. We have access to the patient area. I'm doubting that our visit because there's going to be another one of these at the security area. Well, but, remember if I mean we're looking for a badge, so I mean who knows if everybody here went to crazy? Who knows where the doctor badges ended up? Yeah. So let's uh, let's head to patient quarters because that's the area we can probably get into. Especially before visiting hours end. Right. And do uh, patient quarters? Yeah. All right. As you uh, make your way past the... Um, so you make your way to a door that's just labeled patient quarters. And your key cards let you in. Mm-hmm. Because it's still visiting hours. How's the patient quarters look? It looks as clean as ever. However, it doesn't even take a check to notice that there's a horrible smell coming from the... Under the under the windowless doors of the patient rooms. Can we peek? Okay, right, the windowless. Um, we'll check placards to see if there's a Smith. Um, they are not labeled by uh, they're not labeled by patient names. Presumably, the doctors either just memorized where everyone was, or they had some sort of device that guided them to from door to door. Mm. You sure it's even necessary to, to to keep a look inside? Yeah, maybe not. Um, would it be a medicine check to recognize what that smell is? Um, sure. Alright. Medicine up. Uh, plus six. Plus six. Alright. I'm guessing it's, I'm guessing it's, I'm guessing it's the smell of patients that have not had food in, in way too long. Um, it is the smell of decaying flesh. Yeah. The somewhat citrusy, bad perfume smell of rotting meat. All right, I don't think we're going to find anything in here. Um, he'll bang on one of the doors and see if any see and listen for any response from somebody. Um, you bang on the door and um, you notice something peculiar about it. Make me a notice check. Okay. Uh, I got a one. All right. You uh, pound the uh, against the door and lean in to listen to it. And you notice that the hearing has disappeared from the ear you put against it. It's a sound absorption door. Oh my god. What? Uh, I'm not sure what kind of what kind of hospital this was, but no, and no sound gets out of these rooms. So people that are in here didn't even hear them calling for help, did they? If anybody was here to even attend for them. Alright, we should probably get out of this place before we join them. Nothing really to be gathered here. Alright, so if there's uh so there's doctor so there's doctors, patients, and security, and there's no other places in the uh, in the facility? Well, now that you've entered the patient quarters, you now have access to a new area. Oh the, okay. ca- the cafeteria is on the opposite side of the area. Alright. Don't suggest we go there. Uh but it's that's where a lot of people are. Like I'll check it first. Or I'll look into it at least. Right. So Chris is going to the cafeteria. Yeah. Is it saloon doors or what kind of doors is it? Um, it's another wooden door, not soundproof this time. Okay. 
You uh, can actually hear on the other side the faint sound of um, of a blowtorch-like sound. Activity on the other side. Alright, I guess we're all going in then. Alright. And uh, is it pull open or push open? It's pull open. Alright. It'll uh, pull it open a crack and look through. Alright. There appears to be a Mr. Handy at the opposite side of the cafeteria in the kitchen area. Just tootling about left and right. Ah, uh, there's a service droid. Or, yep. What's a droid? Not, not even <laughs> Mr. Gutsy. All right. Just, uh, just a sphere with sensors attached to it with a whole bunch of arms sitting on a thruster that's making the blowtorch sound. All right. Open it up and I guess walk in. All right. As you enter, the Mr. Handy swivels around in midair and uh, looks towards the door. Hello, sir. How may I help you? Hello, uh, we're here visiting, uh, John Smith, uh, we've been, we haven't been able to find him. John Smith, eh? I'm afraid I don't recognize that name. Hmm. However, I don't recognize any names. Uh, Would you like something to eat? Sure. Very well. Five minutes, please. And he starts, uh, moving left and right across the, across the kitchen. Oh, okay, so he's on the other side of, like, a bar? Yes. Okay. Do you wait the five minutes, or do you do something else in the room? How much it's time less... do we have before uh, before visiting hours are over? About eight minutes. Hmm. Vespa will be uh, searching the room in any event. Uh, she'll, be, she'll be searching, um, looking ideally for uh, maybe hints or signs to the locations of any other uh, key cards. Yeah, or any, sure. or any trace of people. Give me a investi- in- in- investigation check. That's the one. Investigate. Hey, I have that uh, at the same reading. Yeah. If we all okay. So we all did, did it end up going in. Yeah, you those. can all you can yeah. all search this. Unless you want to hang out in the you patient gave, quarters. No, but I'm just you. You gave the go ahead. Be like, hey, it's not super gross in here. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, not quite that high. Oh, hot reservoir. That's my jelly. What? What? That's those were words you said. <laughs> it's an alternate version of "Oh hot damn, that's my jam." All right, I'm barely familiar with that one. The plus one uh, gets you the information that. Um, let's see. Plus one actually doesn't get you a whole lot of information, but you uh, are conducting the search with the others. Plus three and plus four. You notice something. You go to the tables, and where the legs meet the floor, there's something interesting. You notice one of the little Roomba robots come by and sort of bonk off the table, and it seems like he's unable to clean closer to the uh, table legs. Right, check around and the edges. As, as, and as you look very closely, there appears to be a small circle of dried blood around each of the table legs. God, what the hell? Why is there so much blood? This thing... Saying uh, cannibalism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. We haven't seen cannibalism. Any... C- c- cannibalism ain't it... cannibalism ain't clean, but it ain't this dirty. Yeah, no. This is someone turned this place into an abattoir. Yeah. What the hell. I don't know when it's happening though. We haven't seen a trace of anybody, unless they're all holed up in the doctor and security rooms. Your food is complete. Thanks. And at this, at this point, the uh, Mr. Handy puts a pair of plates on the 
on the bar, and the uh, the door unlocks next to him. The door into the like bar kitchen area. Okay, I thought he just would like put it up on a service counter or whatever. Yeah, it's up on the counter. Just the door has also unlocked for reasons. Okay. And as, as you approach the food, they, it seems to be two plates of the same food separated into two segments of some sort of steak with a sparkler lodged in it. Uh, what is this? Our holiday special. Does it have, does it have a name? The 4th of July extravaganza. Thanks. Alex, Alex is going to check her pip boy. What's the date? Not July 4th. Um, you know what? At, Fuck the police. At the, moment, it's the middle, at the moment, it's the middle of March. I, their internal clock is a bit off. It's at this point that its speakers start playing Stars and Stripes Forever as uh, as it sets off the sparklers. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't play your grand old flag on a constant MIDI loop. <laughs> <laughs> the tricentennial? The sparklers illuminate some of the area, and you realize that you aren't exactly familiar with this kind of meat. Yeah. Uh, you know, if what you were saying earlier is true, then um, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a plus three. Is this what, is this what flesh looks like when it's too cooked? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's the wrong kind. Please of Please eat and enjoy. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Sorry, I uh, ain't too hungry. At the moment. Um, Chris will, uh, head, Chris will walk to the unlocked door to the kitchen. Alright. Do you go in? Uh, yeah. Alright. Vespa's gonna go with two at this point. She, she just, she needs to know. She needs to know what the fuck happened in this place. What's the kitchen look like? (laughs) It's not a pretty scene. As you go in, the, uh, Mr. Handy turns to you and says, uh, I'm sorry, sir. Would you prefer to make something yourself? No, I'm actually here for maintenance. Very well. And um, it it seems to be going about a cleaning subroutine, but uh, it pulls out its cleaning arm and the nozzle seems to be jammed. And as it illuminates the floor with the light on its uh, utility arm, you see that the ground is, again, covered in dirt and blood. In some spots, hair. How long you been cooking this meat? This meat in particular? Yeah. How long you been using this meat? Well, this steak was cooked for the last... Beep, 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 beep. Fifteen minutes. No, no, no. Where you got the steak. My friend here is from the USDA. USDA protocol is unlocked. And my other friend out there, uh, my other friend out there, she's uh, she's a doctor. Well, I wouldn't be too surprised about that. Visiting hours are about to be over. And uh, it, it starts going into some sort of USDA protocol where it's listing out its uh, primary operation directives. Can Alex figure anything out from it doing this? Uh, sure. It appears to be in some sort of mechanical shorthand, but you can make me uh, crafts or computers checks to figure it out. And of course, a lot of your aspects are going to be helpful here if you choose to use them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do... I'll do... Cra- well, I'll just use crafts, and then... Uh, 
Let's see. So plus four for a crafts check. Plus four. Very nice. All right. You get the fee- you get the idea that this is a fully dedicated kitchen maintenance and cooking droid. That uh, its timestamp appears to be stuck, but that's not exactly its main problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you find that, basically, in the event of a complete lack of personnel, this thing is designed to uh, keep feeding the patients at any means possible. Which means, if it needs to, it will try to find new meat. Like, say, already dead patients, for example. Perhaps. Oh. As, you, uh, as it's rattling off these things and realizing it's not actually cleaning anything. It takes the uh, meat and puts it onto this small conveyor belt in the wall that takes it away, out and out of sight. Ugh, where did you get this meat? Yeah, I don't. Think I this, found it. I don't think this is USDA approved. It's, it's per. I think one of its functions is in the event of a crisis situation, it um tries to find meat, any meat it can, to in order to keep feeding the. Inmates. Meat is a vital part of the diet for a healthy and functioning brain. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, everything here looks good to go. Um, uh, you can give me notice checks if you're looking around the place. Sure. Got a. I got a. I got a one. <laughs> one, eh? I got a two. I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get a rock? Oh, uh, three. All right. As you're curiously looking around, Alex, you notice that in one of the trash cans in the back is a great deal of bones and clothes. She isn't happy about this. Some of them appear to be lab coats, some some appear to be uh, random shirts and pants, and some appear to be just random raider gear. Any, uh... She's, she's, she's going to put on the gloves she normally uses... For mechanical work, that you know, like the gauntlets to protect our hands, like, and uh, she'll start looking through the clothing for badges. Okay. Or other useful things, I guess. Cool. And indeed, you do find a set of doctor badges you can wear. I found something useful. Oh. 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 All right. Oh she'll- God. Alright. You don't want to know why I found it. Uh, any security badges with those? No, they appear to be all doctor badges in this one. Alright. No, doctors. No. He throws throws his visitor badge in the trash and pins on the doctor badge. At this point, a Roomba runs into the back of your foot. And over over the PA system, which you didn't realize still worked, considering the power nature of this place, you hear... Visiting hours are over. Please present badges to nearest verification droid. Oh. And the, the Roomba keeps bumping into your foot. Uh, is it trying to verify? He, she's going to look to see if it has like a scanner or something. It actually has a little analog key card reader in the top of it. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Chris. These things are really cool. <laughs> Do you, do you think they'll notice if I take one with us when we go? Probably. Yeah, more than likely. Chris swipes his keycard. Hand me one of those. Yeah, Al- Alex will hand keycards all around so they can swipe them. 
I'm, I was wondering. I was wondering if I could take the gambit that we all just have one key card that we just keep swiping through it. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily enough, you all have key cards, and it bumps into each of your feet uh, individually. Um, and then the Mister Handy goes over and puts a small key card from one of its banks into uh, into the top of the robot, and the Roomba goes away without incident. All right. Uh, well, let's see if we can get to the dispensary now. Um, uh, first, uh... Can I make you some food? No, but one second. Oh, one second. Chris takes his, uh... Takes, like, a pipe cleaner and fixes the nozzle. <laughs> uh, there is a horrific smell as decaying, uh, cleaning fluid. Just a horrible astringent bleach-like smell fills the room. Uh, you should be good to clean things again, maybe. You're gonna want to get that topped off. Thank you for the maintenance. Sure thing. Throws the pipe... Uh, actually, I don't know. Hold on the pipe cleaner. I don't know. There might be a time where I need it. There might be a time where I need a bleach-soaked pipe cleaner. <laughs> it starts, uh, throwing this foam-like substance along the floor near your guy, near your guy's feet. Alright, yeah, we're stepping out. Sure thing. Alright, what's the plan? Uh, let's go to doctor room. Okay, back to the key card from before. Um, yeah, back to the so, yeah, yes. yeah, back to the keypad to get in the doctor's area. Doctor. All room. right. You pass by the patient rooms again, and you get that same horrid smell. Yeah. Hmm. Um, how do the patient rooms open? Keypads, key cards. There appears to just be some sort of door. Nothing like is it just a door just, with a handle? Yeah, it's just a door with a handle. It's unclear how it opens. Well, I mean, it's a door, but it's unclear how it locks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh, trying the doors, does anything happen? Um, you try the first two or three, and it just sort of they're just locked. Jiggles. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll continue on to the doctor's area then. Okay. Yep, and you make it to the doctor's area, you put your key cards through, and little green lights appear on the top of the key card pad. And you can pass through. Ladies first. Thank you. She, she, uh, she uh, tips her hat to him and steps through. Yeah, Alex will uh, follow. Alright. <laughs> unless, he, unless he decides to be a jerk and no, not actually wait for her and just let no, her no, spare no. it go. He, you watch both of you go in, then he goes in and has Lanzo cover the rear. Because <laughs> you know who can't be piped in the back of the head? Lanzo. Well, he can be. Well, it's not going to... can be, it's, it's just less, in, it's less immediately incapacitating to him than it would be to us. Yes. <laughs> he has pipe-absorbing crumple zones. All uh, right. Yeah. So how's this area look? It looks fine, really. Same as the others? Yeah, it's also being cleaned. A little, uh, a little room that goes from one mouse door to another mouse door across the hall. Any smells of decay in here? No. All right. Uh, we'll start spreading out, I guess, and checking the area. All right. So you've been to enough hospitals, and this is a similar enough one to a hospital that you know basically where medical supplies are kept in an area like this. Oh, cool. So do you, yeah. Do you want to just you want to go straight there? Yeah, we'll just go there. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a door that, thanks to your cards, is easily unlocked. And it's fairly close to the uh, door out in case of emergencies. Makes sense. Um, 
as you open it up and there's a number of first aid kits inside, just sort of basic stuff considering this isn't a full hospital. And there is a, uh, there's sort of a shading difference on the wall in the rough size and shape of a vending machine. Ah, damn. What? You notice that, you notice that, uh, that dispensing, that, you notice that dispenser shaped dust imprint on the wall? Right where a dispenser yeah. would be? Oh. Yeah, it would have been something useful. Yeah. I guess we're not the first people. Hello. We're here then, huh? Man, but whoever got that out, got it out. Well, I guess th- this these robots just clean up any trace behind them. So we got the we got these first aid kits. Not nothing in it. It's worth checking the rest of the place just to see if there's any other salvage. Um, yeah, I guess Chris will snatch up some of the first aid kits. Okay, and you head out into the main area. Yeah. Well, what are the other pathways? Um, there's basically one more pathway. The This is actually a fairly spartan area. Mm-hmm. You make your way out, and there is a cubicle farm with a couple of terminals still active. And the walls are covered in like office supplies, bookshelves with folders in them, with patient records, things of that nature. Mm. Alright. Um, Chris, Chris will check the any of the active terminals. Sure. Uh, give me a science check. All right, science machine, go! Holy cow! Uh, I got a, hmm, I got a plus two. Holy cow, you say? Yeah, man, I am not rolling great on science tonight. All right, um, in that case, you get two terminal entries. Okay. One says, one says fucking Smith, and the other one says fucking staff. These appear to be personal notes written to from one doctor to another, email correspondence, basically. Hmm. All right. Um, let's see, how how detailed are the patient records? Like, how, uh, the pa- how long will we be here if we decided to try and skim some of them? They're alphabetical order, and there's a decent number of folders, but uh, it seems the ones that are not, like, particularly recent, as, as far as when this place was shut down, um, are in storage somewhere. The Only the recent patient records are out, so you can take a look through if you want. How recent are the recent ones? They are actually dated pre-war. Makes sense. Uh, who who are the how many how many records do we have here? Um, there's one record file for each of the doors you pass by in the patient treatment zone. Uh, what are the names? Uh, they're they're all standard names. They appear to just be names of patients. Right, uh, right, there right. Is, there is one labeled John Smith, though. I'll check on how many other Smiths are here. Just one. Okay. Uh, I'll check up on Smith, since he seems to be of importance, according to some email. Sure. You open it up, and basically the entire file is covered in black lines. Uh, hmm. That doesn't seem to be very good record-keeping. Yeah, they. Re- I wonder if they redacted all the rest of the patient files. I'll check another one. Uh, the next one says Stephen Alcoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says schizophrenic. It's got treatment records, doctor's notes, everything's there. Interesting. So, uh, it's just Smith that's uh, been redacted here. Yeah. I wonder if I can get I wonder if I can get some of it. I have some of this cleaning solution and a scraper. Maybe I can bleach out the maybe I can bleach out the redact the the redacting whatever they used to redact it. Is how did they strike it out? It, it looks as though someone just took a black highlighter and covered over it entirely. It's unlikely you're going to be able to get any words out of it. 
Okay. Doesn't look like it was laser printed. Can't separate the can't separate the Sharpie from the printer ink. Although that's curious that they'd redact the like the entire entry. Um, I guess we'll read through. Uh, we'll read through. Uh, Chris will read through patient summaries on the rest of them. See if there's any that are of. Uh, see if there's any that are of importance. Not in particular. Interest. If you take a quick look at the Dart notes, then um, then you mostly see schizophrenics, um, chronic anxiety, OCD. Severe depression, things like that. Right, so they all have they all have reasons to be in a to be kept in an institution. Yes, this is this is not just like this. Is de- this definitely seems to not be like a prison or anything. Gotcha. Hmm. A secret prison. Secret prison. Uh, what else is in the cube farm? You said there's the two ter- there's the two terminals and the patient records and office supplies. That's most of it. Um, it seems that a lot of the place is automated. Yeah. Uh, any any sort of server bank somewhere? Any notes on the walls or calendars or anything like that? Yeah, there's calendars, but they're pre-war, of course. Right. And uh, you actually find a couple of cartons of cigarettes lying around. Score. Steel. <laughs> they seem to be in a small area labeled patient contraband. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Never know when you need some cartons of pre-war cigs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hmm. Wonder if these will get us into security. Because there's only one way to find out. Uh, did you want to read the terminal entries? Oh yeah. I mean, I okay. I thought that I thought all they said was fucking Smith and fucking staff. No, those were the titles. Oh, okay. The yeah. I'll, I'll read the entries. Sure. Which one? Uh, let's start with fucking Smith. Fucking Smith. Okay. It seems to be some angry letter from. Um, from one doctor to another, and it has a it has a small automated message attached to it. Uh, the um, the message essentially says something along the lines of, "Why the fuck do we have to be so secretive about this patient? He's just some guy, nicest guy in the world, and he doesn't seem to have many problems. But there he is, and we aren't allowed to talk to him, not allowed to talk about him. I don't understand it." And uh, the automated message says this uh, This message has been uh, scoured by some governmental, uh, some uh, oversight agency. This message has been scoured by Redacted. <laughs> yeah. It, there's some oversight agency that's read the message and it says uh, disciplinary actions are being considered. All right. And what about fucking staff? Th- this one is directly to the chief medical officer of the area. Or chief medical doctor. Sorry. Medical yeah. officer is an army thing, right? Yes. Right. Different. The uh, the head doctor here. Yeah. Chief of medicine. That's the word. And uh, it just says we need to move the synthesizer. I just looked into the logs on it and take a look at this. And um, th- there's a small list of uh, computer output that's that says uh, in order: acetaminophen, acetaminophen, citalopram, citalopram, haldol, haldol. And then it just says jet, 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 mentat, jet, mentat, psycho, jet. Oh. Looks like someone was using the looks like someone was using the uh, the synthesizer to print up a bunch of drugs. And it doesn't say the names of the drugs exactly, but you recognize the generic I recognize names. The, yeah, I recognize the, the compound names. Yeah. You've been around long enough to know that. 
Yeah. And there's a response from the chief of medicine that says, "All right, all right, I'll move it to security." Okay. Looks like they okay. Looks like they moved the the dispenser to security because someone was making a shit ton of combat drugs. All right. I'm gonna go way into security then. Yeah. Also, looks like the Smith guy is apparently top secret and nobody knows why. You have an office. Smith. Smith. Smith's a patient. He's the one that we have the. Um, does it even say what room he's in? It does not. It was. It was just basically a uh, a blank text box you could enter into. Gotcha. Looks like some oversight agency was watching Smith. I don't know which one, but he was one of the patients here. All right, maybe we can find more in security. Um, so I guess we head out. So what are we gonna do? Do you think they? It said they moved it, right? So yeah, they moved. Yeah, they, they they moved it into security. Ah, all right. Somebody was like I said. Somebody was printing up. Uh, someone was printing up a bunch of combat drugs. Look at this jet, jet, mentats, mentats, buff out. Wait, but that was happening before everything went to hell. Yeah, well, I mean, people have known how to make it for a while. Like, how do you think? It, how do you think it's? How do you think it got around today? In all the convenient, right. in all the convenient little boxes. But I mean, that means that uh, somebody working here must have been making it, right? Likely. If we can get into that, then we can get we can probably get a log of who was printing them up. And then also, you know, we have the thing. That's that's the other useful part of that. All right, so or, let's. Hmm? What thing is that? The dispenser. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. Yeah. All right, so let's. Sorry, not really use... hmm? This place confuses me. What about it? I don't know. It's just weird. It's not like any. I've been to a couple busted hospitals before, but I haven't really been to one like this. Yeah. It's weird how well-oiled everything is still. Alright, well, let's see what we can find. Um... Let's see if we can find the, uh, the other... The other place. Alright. Well, I mean, we know where it is. Let's see if we can get in. If we can't, I might know an idea where we can maybe find more badges. All depending on what they've been doing. Oh. All right. Well, pitch it. Uh, if we can find out where those, where the little cleaning droid, the, the cleaning bots go to, then we can. Then if you know they've swept up uh, any badges. Oh, true. Yeah. They... If you can grab one of them and just have it get get a badge for us. Oh, I could try. That would take a little bit, but I could see what I could do. As I mean, it's it's either that or we try and fit into those mouse holes. I might be able. Well, how big are they? Alex could might be able to fit. The mouse holes are about one foot wide by three inches tall. So okay, probably not then. Almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah, your head is like five inches wide. <laughs> You could stick a hand in there if you want to stick your hand into into a dark place that you don't know what's in it. What's up, James? Well, how you doing? Hi, Mr. Sunderland. That was me. It wasn't. I didn't mean you, James. I was. <laughs> God damn it! Sticking your hand into a was... thing that you don't understand. 
I was very confused there. Because he does it like a billion times during Silent Hill 2. He's just always showing his hands in <laughs> random holes. Yep. Oh god, this toilet is filthy. Splash. <laughs> oh, what a key. Sleeves, buddy. <laughs> I'm really glad I was rewarded for doing that. <laughs> I kind of, I, 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 in situations like that, I, I, I kind of, like, wish that, uh, the game would just, like, damage you and not really give you anything for it. <laughs> you just take damage and then go, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. On a brief aside before we get back into it, I know um, for as for as terrible as Duke Nukem Forever was, one of the things I did like is that was that if uh, if you threw what is it, if you threw poop on a drinking fountain and then decided to drink from it, Duke's like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is the scenario they imagined. They they also programmed a fully functional pinball machine into that game. <laughs> There are a lot of problems with it. Um, the pinball game, the pinball machine, or just the game? The game. The fact that, that how bloated it is. Anyway, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna see if we can get into security. All right. So you're gonna try and hack a Roomba? Uh, yeah. Or, sure. or, or did that come later? No, hacking That's... a hacking a Roomba seems like a or or at least following them. We, I think we have to hack them because there's no other way to really get in. Well, the idea was to th- th- potentially if we couldn't find. Failing other things, I think she could try and she could you or she could try and hack them to uh, to like bring a badge or something. Yeah, find this kind of thing, bring it here. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll tell it we'll tell it the badges are trash and that the dump is in the middle of the facility. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can we grab? Can can we wrangle one? Um. Yeah, sure thing. It's not too hard. Well, I was going to look around a bit first, but I guess we can do, go right to it if you want. <laughs> the place is the place is clean. Like we're not. There's no evidence of people, let alone things that people have. Right, but look around and see. Well, we don't even necessarily know that we can't get into security right now. We have found security. Yeah, I mean, we could try we our. We could do we that could, first. Yeah, we can try the doctor badges and see if they open it up. Yeah, sure. I'm guessing security right. security badges trump all the other badges, though. Security is on basically the opposite side of the main hallway as the uh, main doctor chambers where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess swipe a badge and see what happens. All right, you swipe a badge, and on the keypad, a small computer screen shows up with a little virtual keyboard. And it says, please state your reason for entering security. Uh, dispensary. Alright, as you hit the enter button, it says, Report has been sent to security officer. He will uh, decide whether to open the door. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, well, that didn't go nearly as planned. Uh, security officer let us in. Well, it depends. If there's a security bot, it might. If they have, like, a Mr. Gutsy or something. I mean, if their security is as automated as the rest of the place. I don't hear any sounds. Um, the, door. Hmm. the door does not appear to be opening. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm, that's a good idea. Uh, can I... Uh, somebody else swipe. Sure. Vespa swipes. All right, please enter your reason for entering. 
Uh, I'll take Josh's suggestion. Uh, medical emergency inside security. Enter. It's a- it says provide emergency code and has a numpad. Um, can I fudge? Uh, can is can I fudge a? Uh, can I fudge any emergency codes <laughs> I may wait, have learned? Wait, check, check, check the back of the check the back of oh. the medical coding we have is a, a legit thing. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, if you had pre-war medical training, you'd probably. Well, I don't have pre-war medical training because I'm not that maybe. old. Maybe, <laughs> not even all. Yeah, make me stuff. No, honestly. Yeah, make me a somewhat rough medicine check. Okay. Uh, can Alex make an investigate? I got to look, at, to look at the badges and see if and see if one of the doctors decided to be lazy and write their code on the back or something. Well, it's, somewhere. It's, it's not a it's not an emergency code for them. It's like a code relating to uh, what emergency uh, are you responding to? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, code. Gotcha. And I got Sorry. a plus seven to try to know some code. Plus seven. Wow, wow, wow. All right. It makes up for that you, plus uh... two I got earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a book you read about, uh, about it's actually the same book where you found out about the chemical compounds for the drugs that are going around the wasteland right now. You, uh, you put in the code for a grand mal seizure. All right. And the door pops open. And inside is a small hallway with uh, little nozzles coming out of the walls and a single terminal set into the side. Uh, I'll make a shooting check for knowledge. Sure. I got a plus one. Are these guns in the walls? They are not guns. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure how secure this facility was. Uh, can I make a crafts check to, under- to know what they are? Cause... Yeah, sure. No penalties for being unfamiliar with tech. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, plus four. Plus four. They appear to be um, nozzles to spray some sort of uh, spray fluid, like a hose nozzle. Oh, they're like they hose. They're like hoses or something. Can she make a connection and know that these are probably for decontamination, like the ones they encountered in the CDC? Or the CDC was actually a shower, but it's not too right. hard to make the logical leap that it's to decontaminate since it's a sterile I, facility. I think they're probably it's probably a decontamination chamber, like the one in that other place we went to. Hmm. Except yeah. this one doesn't have a robot that's going to make us take our clothes off. Yeah, I wonder what I think. I wonder what security does that they need to decontaminate before entering the facility. I, it's shrugs. What's the so what's uh, on the terminal? Um, the terminal just says, "Please uh, enter ID and submit for deca- decontamination and scanning." All right, Probably looks like it's all ours, huh? Yep. <sighs> All right. They're, um, they're scanning. They probably want to make sure that there's the right amount of people in here. Yeah. All right, everybody. Throw in your badges. Yeah. Assuming it does, in fact, ask for all multiples and doesn't just... It seems to sense that there's multiple of you. Yeah. And Swipe all the badges. All right. So the nozzles start puffing out this uh, very light mist against you. Smells somewhat citrusy. Oh. And the uh, there's a small camera that pops out of the ceiling... And a little flash bulb goes off and takes a look at you guys. And you hear the door shut behind you and lock. 
and you start hearing a klaxon go through the building that says intruder alarm, intruder alarm. Uh, right, photo IDs. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, hell. All right. Um, um, can you, it's a computer, can you do something to, you know, disable alarm, override, maybe? Let, let me see what I can, let me see what I can do. Can I hack the Gibson? Um, give me a science check. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, let's... everyone who's not hacking the Gibson, give me a notice check. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, would investigate be more appropriate or no? Notice is the check here. Okay. Hack the planet! I got a plus six. Hack plus... the planet! Plus zero for notice. Plus four for notice. Alright, plus four will do. Plus six will do. Uh, plus six. You learn very quickly that uh, you now have access to the camera system. It says, thank you, valued employee, showing camera system. Okay. The, I'll the intruder alarm continues. I'll start cycling through the video feeds to see if, to see if there's anybody coming or anybody here. Alex, do you hear a thumping noise of footsteps moving very quickly through the through the hallway outside. Gently whomping. There's <laughs> someone coming the door. Those are footsteps. There's a, there's someone out there. They're coming from the direction of the cafeteria and they speed directly by the door you went in. Anything that I can anything I can see on the camera system? Here's the interesting part. They just passed us. Oh. Um. So you get you get around to the lobby and you see that there's five raiders just trashing the lobby. One of the two of them appear to be armed with rifles, one with a baseball bat, one with spiked knuckles, and another with a machete. Oh, we didn't trigger the intruder alarm, did we? Maybe not. It looks like, it looks like it wasn't <laughs> us for, for once. This is like that. This is like that ancient tale about the panic room. Let's see if we can. And, uh, let's see if I can also in, inside my other favorite tale, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Um. Okay. This would be a good time to find out if there are actually security robots here. Yeah. Can I take an inventory of our of our bot supply? You get the Mister Handy and the Roombas. Oh. And and a lawn care robot. Uh. I could maybe do something with that if I could get to hold it. Hold on, wait. Can I set? Can I set what? Can I set what it can? Can, can I change its bonsai features? <laughs> <laughs> wait. I. Uh. What? what? So you I'm do gonna see have something it bonsai the, all the raiders. You see something else on the cameras. Okay. You, it's incredibly dark and the cameras are bad. Just just good enough for you to distinguish the weapons that these guys are using. But you see a dark humanoid figure move through with what with bright lights where his eyes should be. Just sprinting through the hallways. The hell? The raiders are chasing someone? The raiders are still ruining the lobby. Oh, he's oh. this guy's coming out. And as you move back to the lobby, you see the figure kick open the double doors. Oh, uh, oh, they're about to get their asses. This is not going to be good, is it? Not for them. The raiders don't seem to have any form of light on them, so you're still going off to normal lights. Mm -hmm. The darkened figure walks into the room and looks around, its bright flashing eyes just illuminating the raiders as it passes over them. And soon they're all standing in a circle around him. You see the raiders talking a little bit. Actually, with you actually manage to pull an audio feed if you uh, 
if you got that high of a craft or a science check. Sure. You get to, you manage to reroute the uh, the PA system to receive sound as well as put it out. All right. You hear the you hear what a there there appears to be one bigger guy. He's one of the guys with the rifles. And he comes up wearing his eye patch and his raider gear with all the sky, with all the spikes on it. All the skypes on it. All the spikes on it. Mm-hmm. And he says, Who the fuck are you supposed to be? The figure doesn't answer. <laughs> the rare British raider. Yes, the, the, from the Bowie gang. <laughs> I'm David fucking Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> He's not David Bowie. <laughs> But he, he seems like he's he could the goblin by him. <laughs> <laughs> he um he pulls back the lever action bolts on his rifle and pops it back in. Well, answer me. All right, boys, get him. And they all move to attack at once. And here's what happens. The figure reaches forward, grabs the hand of one of the spike people, pulls him across the circle at another one and jams the spike knuckles into the heart of one of the people wielding wielding a rifle. The one that's not the David Bowie. (laughs) He he does a kick around that knocks the other rifle out of the way, the one in the hands of the leader. He goes to the person with the bat and kicks his knee hard enough that the man falls to the floor sobbing. He then um, grabs the hand of the one with the machete twists his hand. There's a loud cracking sound that seems like he's broken his hand. He drops the machete and just as the other guy is picking up his rifle, the figure picks up the machete and throws it. And it lodges in the chest of the leader. And at this point, the only one that's still standing is the one who's... uh, Actually, two of them had spike knuckles. So, uh, he goes over to... uh, Actually, did I say one had spike knuckles or one had a or two heads by I, I can't remember now. I yeah. All right. I'll say one one knuckle, one baseball bat. I think that was was one of the options. Probably. He goes over, does the same to the man with the baseball bat, takes it and just bashes his head in with it, and tosses the bat aside. And at this point, the uh, man with the spike knuckles is trying to run away. The man follows him, holds a wheelchair that was sitting next to the door kicks one of the wheels off it, picks it up, rams it over the head of the man who's running away, and twists it. And with a loud crack, you can hear his neck snap. I think we know why no one was allowed to talk about John Smith. He looks over at the, uh, he looks over at the camera, and the eyes go dark, and you can't see him anymore. And he runs, and presumably he runs off. The intruder alarm comes to a close. Uh, following, I'm gonna try and follow him on the cameras. Uh, or actually, I'll go to I'll go to patient rooms. See if uh, see if we can see one of the doors open. There are actually no cameras inside the patient rooms. Um, and not even in like the hallway. Um, no, there appear to be none in the patient section. Hmm. Although it appears there used to be. Ah. The uh the contamination alert. Ends and the and both of the doors unlock. You're free to go either way you want. Let's see what we can find in security, eh? Yeah, let's go that way. Let's stick through this guy too. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good plan. Don't think we. I'm used to fighting in the waste, but I don't think we'd be able to survive a, a brawl with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's just go. I thought we'd find a light in a place like this. Yeah, who would have thunk? Do you, do you, do you I, know that was Lanso? Indeed. A powerful and perilous enemy. They can drain your levels, you know. Uh, Alex just looks extremely confused. Unbeknownst <laughs> <laughs> um, to everyone, the uh, dinner attorney he came from had a level system that corresponded to prizes you could win. <laughs> they, they had an arcade. Yeah, that, Beware the like... stuffed white, he will steal your levels. <laughs> you know those cards you could add charge to? Like They also kept track of your character level and stuff like that between certain games. You know, that actually sounds really sweet. They have shit like that in Japan, dude. No joke. Oh, man. <laughs> Although it's usually just for one or two games. But yeah, like you can have like soccer teams and shit. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I wish our arcade scene was as we, hot we, as Japan's. We did, we did that a while back with like Blitz and stuff. Blitz. Remember when you could remember Blitz where you could put the card in and it would have your team saved? <laughs> we tried it briefly. The American way. <laughs> All right, so do you head into the security office? Yes. Sweet. All right, and this is actually just a single control room, basically, with two desks that have the same cameras you managed to hack your way into on the same circuit. The dispenser is sitting there in the back. And there's, unfortunately, on the ground near it, a fair number of drug syringes that you're pretty sure contain less than legal drugs. Yeah. There appear to be two skeletons lying against the wall with security badges on them. Hey, cool. Guys, I have an idea. Let's do a bunch of drugs and then die. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, these uh, these two people appear to have needles in their arms, or uh, against the bones of their arms. Vespera will uh, will uh, swipe their key cards. Yeah, that'd be their, their, their badges. That'd be a smart plan. Uh, aside from the dispenser and the two really, really dead guards, um, what else is in here? Um, well, there's the dispenser, there's a terminal, there's, uh, two desks with, uh, the cameras on them, there's the guards, some file cabinets. Right. With, they appear to have security records in them. Um, ooh, yeah, that'd be cool to check. Um, I'll check the terminal first. Yeah. Sure. What sort of thing are you looking for? The uh, uh, card oh, you need access to it's it. It's just open? Yeah. Any records on Smith? Um, so, I imagine you take a look at the other ones to see if it's different. Yeah. I'm guessing all you... Smith's stuff was redacted again. So, the other ones say stuff like John Alcoa, schizophrenic. It's got, it's got basically a transcript of the patient records. It says, deceased and door locked. John Smith, it says, alive, door locked. What is John Smith's reason for admittance? Nothing. All it says is alive, door locked. Huh. Does it say which room he's in? Um, you can get a map of the place, and it, it he's in the records, but he doesn't appear to have a room, but he's the only one that doesn't appear to have a room, so by trial and error against the map of the place, you can find out where it is. Huh. So where is he? Um, is, he there like, is... is there like a false brick in the wall we touched to get to him? <laughs> no, he, he was in one of the patient chambers. There were just a whole lot of doors. Okay. Well, we know which one has a living guy in it. I'm guessing all the rest of them are marked deceased. Yeah. All right. And it's actually got feeding schedules on them. Oh, good. So we know who exactly has been eating the food. Maybe. 
I don't know if John Smith is a man. <laughs> what is a John Smith, really? A miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> well, he definitely had at them. Like Jesus. Um. All right. Also checking the. Uh, also checking. Um. The secure records, I guess. What seems to be in the filing cabinet? Uh, the filing cabinet is basically secure. It's records of everything security has been called for, essentially. And those records end around the end of the pre-war era. All right. What seems to be the last? What seem to be the last few calls? Um, the last few calls are um, actually the most recent one was incoming bomb threat. Please evacuate. Gotcha. So which is what you guys said. Let's just do heroin until we die. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is, uh, is there, uh, is there a way to check through and see how many responses we have to Smith? Well, the, if you're looking through the file cabinet thing, you can, you would just have to look through the, yeah, you have to look, you have to look through all the records. Yeah. But if you can look, you can look through the most recent ones if you want. Yeah. I'll look through. Yeah. I want, I'm not going to go all the way back through here because we don't even know when he was admitted. Yeah. Um, you see a couple records for Smith. He had, um, but they're mainly disciplinary actions for people who have uh, interacted with him beyond the levels they're supposed to. Actually, that's a curious. Um, if I go to the earliest records from the facility, is there mention of Smith? There's not. Okay. John Smith is eternal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this facility was designed to contain him. <laughs> and then they also built a mental hospital around it. <laughs> There appears to be a handwritten note on top of the uh, on top of the place, Check on top of the file cabinet. Check the note. The note is by the secure the security people. It's essentially a suicide note. From what you can tell, the uh, there was a significant enough pulse of electromagnetic energy that shorted out a lot of the stuff around this area temporarily, and um, they essentially thought they were locked in here in a post-apocalyptic world. So they decided to go out with some dignity and feeling okay. Gotcha. I don't know if dignity is the word I'd use, but all right. They didn't want to starve to death in this room because they couldn't get the contamination process to start. That's, yeah. Uh, Oh, also check the dispenser logs. Oh, yeah. Um, Dispenser logs are fairly standard. The last ones were a whole lot of drugs. Right. Mostly medics. Um, what yeah. are the, where, where do all the, uh, do, do, um, do I have, a, was there a timestamp on the email about their moving the dispenser? Uh, the timestamp was about three weeks before the, uh, the last entry on the paper files. Okay. So it was, they, it was in there for a fair amount of time. Okay. And, um, and when do the, uh, when do the illegal drug when do all the illegal drugs uh, stop being made in the dispenser? Is it do they continue after it's moved? Yes. Uh, is there a record of who ordered them? The security people. Okay. It appears they were also doing some recreational stuff on the side. Gotcha. Basically, they moved the problem from one area to another. Yeah. But there's also a fair amount of actual requisitions for real meds. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what are the levels of uh, how much stuff, how much, how much juice is left in the dispenser? Um, it's probably not enough to sustain a community for years, 
but it could probably sustain a community with life-saving medication for a good six months, which is, as you know, as a doctor, incredibly valuable. Yes, having having any months of life-saving value, uh, medication is better than zero. Yeah, and it also seems that if you knew where to look, you could find vets to replace its supply. Yeah, we need to find a place that makes dispenser juice. Yeah, like very high-tech hospitals or things like that. Yeah. Just basically a propane tank full of the stuff. <laughs> I'm guessing they don't I'm guessing they, they don't have any they don't have any reserve sets of dispenser juice in the hospital. It does they don't seem to. This is not a place that expected to have a high volume of uh, drug requirement. Gotcha. Besides your normal anti anxiety and depression drugs. Alright. Um antipsychotics. Uh, so is there, in the terminal, uh, are there security, are there, uh, security logs and requisitions and whatever? Um, yes. What sort of thing are you looking for? Um, I'm actually going to make a new entry since we have some badges. Um, sure. stating that the, uh, stating, stating that the staff has, the staff has found it fit to remove the, to remove the dispenser, uh, from the facility as its uh, as its services are no longer needed and it was being abused. All right. And it will be moved by security officers to badge one and badge two. All right. And they ask for a signature authorization, but again, it's just a, a keypad entry that you can put in. It's not something they're actually going to look at. It's just a boilerplate thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just uh, we'll we'll authorize it under uh, security badge. Uh, or no, we, uh, shit, we don't have the chief of medicine, but, um, security, security guy is probably good. So I'll, I'll just sign, I'll sign it with, I'll sign it with security guy. Literally that security guy? Whatever security, whatever security guy A's name is. <laughs> I'll sign it, Butts McFarts. No. Um, uh, it's fine you put in the name of the security officer yeah i don't know who the head of the i don't know who the head of the facility is i guess i could look that up yeah i'll put it as i'll put it under the i'll put it under the head of the facility as, or head of i don't know head of maintenance something like that all right and at that as you put that name in as you check it from the personnel records you actually unlock a small amount of new functions namely you can unlock the patient doors hey guys um are you figuring we're going to unlock John Smith's door just to answer the mystery or just leave it be? I mean, seems like he only attacks the bad people, and we are clearly not that. Do, do we know he can tell the difference? Can we, I mean, can we prove that? There were... You know, you mentioned earlier that there was a lot of blood for it to have just been from cannibalism, right? Right. You notice how he dealt with all the, with the raiders that came in? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. How often? How often you think? And this this place seems like a big magnet for raiders. Yeah, but who's to say he didn't deal with the other people here like that? Uh, can we get a? Oh, can we get a history of um? Can we get a history of uh? I don't know. Can, can we get? Can we figure out what happened to everybody here from the security records? Or from, uh, is there archived footage on the cameras? Um, you can find out from the security records. There doesn't seem to be archived footage from that long ago. Like, how, where is the Mr. Handy still getting meat from? Like, what, what is, what, uh, are all the, are all the current incidents still being logged? 
they are not, since there's no one to log them. However, as you see on the camera, some movement out of the corner of your eye, and you see the Mr. Handy dragging one of the raiders back into the facility. All right, well, that answers that question. And if you're curious about where everyone went, you can find that security record, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll check that, because I want to see what what happened to the doctors and... Uh to the doctors since they all apparently got turned into food um it said all doctors evacuated or actually it says all surviving doctors evacuated uh is there a listing uh is there a listing of casualties uh, there appears to be um uh, and they fit the names that you're wearing on your uh doctor badges gotcha all right um what are the causes um, one case of uh, trauma-related shock, one case of a uh, heart attack from su- basically surprise. So they all kind and, of they all kind of died from things that happened from the initial attack. Yeah, basically. And there were two cases of uh, of self harm to the point of death. Gotcha. So those who didn't die in the initial attack killed themselves. Right, but a fair amount of the doctors apparently got out, perhaps just soon enough to. Uh, die in the wasteland yeah just soon enough to be evaporated <laughs> <laughs> all right um looks like everybody that looks like nobody well we don't have any records of anybody of who died to smith but apparently all the initial staff died in the died in the first attack awful long time to be keeping that around for food i'm fairly certain that i'm uh be keeping witch around and the doctors and like well they were i'm guessing they were used up early on we can probably get if we really want to we can probably get a log of what was used and when probably probably mr handy's been going off the constant supply of raiders that's been coming into the facility now the records uh, the records say not to um are there any records from security about uh so all the records from security about smith are disciplinary action for interacting with smith or talking about smith basically yes uh what is the disciplinary what is the disciplinary uh action for interacting with smith um immediate termination and debriefing okay um and there don't seem to be any there okay and it doesn't seem that anybody that interacted with him was immediately killed no well that seemed to be like punishment was being terminated terminate as in fired. fired Oh, okay. Did, did, oh, did I hear did. the word terminate? Just... <laughs> no, that's 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 understandable. Yeah, well, I don't considering... think they'd bother de- debriefing them if they terminated them like that. <laughs> you could it's like that. Someone uh, else. It's like that. Uh, it's like that. Uh, did you guys ever see Quickly Down Under? No, I want to though. There's a part where the uh, where the English military is riding through the riding through the desert carrying a dead criminal on a horse, and it's, what are you bringing him back so fast for? He must attend trial. He's already dead. The trial will be short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be your judge, executioner, jury, executioner, jailer, executioner, and if necessary, your executioner. Look, I said executioner four times. <laughs> I like that part of the job. All right. Um, well, any phantom jokes? Vespa, if you and if if you and Lanzo can try can organize getting, well, I guess. Lanzo needs to be part of the party that helps us get the dispenser out of here, because I sure as hell can't move it. Um, is there? There's no dollies in here, is there? Um, no. 
Unless we can, maybe we can find a storage closet or something. A maintenance, I have maintenance, maintenance closet. Might have something. Yeah. Was there a, was there a janitor's area or maintenance or anything like that or? Yeah, sure. <laughs> just a, just a random supply closet. Yeah, we just want to try and find something that we can move this out without having to like drag it across the floor or hoist it and risk breaking it. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, but you can do that without much trouble. You have to go through the decontamination process yeah. again. That's no problem. Um, and I'm... I don't know about you guys, but I feel like one thing... I feel like one thing that we... One thing that our uh, that our camp needs is an, is an unstoppable... Is an unstoppable security sentinel. I mean, Lance is pretty good. Like, he's our... He's the, he's the white knight. He's, a, he's the white knight the Wasteland asked for. Are you suggesting we try and recruit this... Uh... John Smith guy? Yeah, I mean, he's not doing much here except giving Mr. Handy more uh, eat to cook with. Alright. I also might suggest if we... I also might see if we... Uh, suggest if we can recruit Mr. Handy. And also, Chris is, Chris is saying this while also taking all the guns left behind from the Raiders. <laughs> to pile those into the trailer. The two rifles, machete, baseball bat, and spike knuckles. Yeah. All the Take it off the guy with the rotated head. Yeah. If we're taking if we're taking Mr. Handy, I'm taking one of the one of the cleaning bots. I want a pet. All right. Yeah. No. Probably no. Probably having some cleaning. Probably having a cleaning staff would be helpful too. Like I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything left in this place. I'm. I mean, I'm certain there's nothing left in this place. We just cleaned it out. Not not quite as well as the Roombas. Um. All right. So. I feel like though I feel like it might be worth talking to Smith to see if we can to see if we can get him to get get it to come with us. All right, now if there's gonna be a party that's gonna be dealing with that, I'll I'll be involved. Talking's on my on my specialists. Yeah. I can't. I'll see if I can't convince the guy if he's still even sane. Problem is if he ain't sane no more, and it goes bad, it's gonna go real bad. I'm not certain that he... I'm not certain... Do you see how his eyes were glowing? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's here for some other reason. Some reason that has nothing to do with mental health. Well, here's hoping. And... Medical dispenser. Um... And yeah, Alex, if you want to take care, if you and Lisa want to take care of Mr. Gutsy, uh, we'll talk with Smith. Sure. I can do that. All right. So, or not oh, Mr. Mr. Gutsy, Handy, Mr. Mr. Handy, yeah, not Mr. Gutsy. Don't don't activate his Mr. Gutsy settings. Most Mr. Handys don't have Mr. Gutsy settings. <laughs> the the, yeah, the, I, the I, CDC I will, had extreme uh, had extreme need I, for security and also cleaning. <laughs> look, I didn't know that was going to happen. She pouts because, as you recall, she she did in fact was the one who did exactly that. <laughs> Activated that on accident, thinking she was helping. Yeah. Well, we got them to keep switching between it. We got all the gutsies to turn into handies for a second. All right. So we'll. Look, un- it turned out fine. I guess we'll un- we'll unlock Smith's room and proceed there. All right. So, do you want to give the others time to clear the area, or are you just gonna? Go uh, no, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll let them we'll let them uh, we'll let them take Mister Handy and pick and pick up any Roombas we can find. <laughs> throw, right. the, throw those in the throw those in the throw those in yeah. the trailer. I, I will 
And also, I guess while they're doing Mr. Handy, we'll load we'll load the dispenser onto the we'll load the dispenser onto the uh, onto the trailer. Sure. Okay, so you're uh, going to yeah. load the dispenser and then come back in, maybe. Yeah, we'll also write some security requisitions that uh, we'll also write some re- requisitions for maintenance that some of the some of the Roombas are needed in other facilities. <laughs> um. Will we be able to get in if we go out? I mean, I would think we so have the with our we have badges, the we but... have the security badges, so it shouldn't be any problem. I think we're allowed. Yeah. We're allowed all time. We're allowed all times of day, and we're not breaking in. How did the raiders get in, by the way? Uh, the raiders just kicked open the front door, and we're roughing up the lobby. So the okay. So the so oh right, because there's a regular maintenance crew, so the the locked door is eventually fixed again. Right. For as long as there's replacement parts. Yep. All right. Yeah. We'll... Eventually they start making doors out of bone. It's really gross and creepy. Ah. <laughs> that would actually be kind of metal. <laughs> that would say. be that would be the most metal. <laughs> hey, I didn't say what the deadbolt was made of. I guess that's why the yes, door geez. kicks in so easily. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll go through the busted ass door now. And uh, and then swipe our badges to get back in and then the door won't recognize that it's open because it's broken. (laughs) But we'll do it anyway for safety because we know what happens when you don't do security correctly. Yep. Alright, so tell me one more time. What what are you all doing? Quick quick overview. Okay. Um, uh, So we're um, uh, Chris and Vespa are taking our uh, loading the are loading the dispenser onto the trailer with a dolly, and Lanso and Alex are uh, recruiting Mr. Handy. All right. And then once they then once they get out, uh, Chris and Vespa will go back in to see if we can unlock um, Smith. Sure thing. Yep. So the putting on the putting the thing on the trailer is pretty effortless. Yeah. We'll also stay out there to make sure nobody steals our dispenser. <laughs> Worked hard for the dispenser. Well, it didn't work that hard. So I'm going to go to the cafeteria with Lanso and Alex. Okay. Yeah, uh, you yeah. walk in and uh, he's still cleaning the place. It really needs a cleaning. Um. Hmm. Uh, excuse me. Hello. This, uh, this facility is, well, not really in service anymore. We'd like to take you somewhere where you, uh, where there's more for you to do. I am instructed to maintain food supplies for my, for my rank of inmates. There aren't any inmates left. My sensors indicate that there is at least one. Well... So, if he leaves, will you be free to leave then? I suppose so, USCA officer. <laughs> uh, alright, um, hmm. Speaking of protocols, uh... Hmm. She's trying to think if there's anything else she should do to it, or she should just hope that Chris and, uh... Because, I mean, if Chris, she doesn't really need to do anything else if Chris and uh, Vespa manage to uh, 
recruit this guy because then there won't be any more Indians. Sure. So you're just going to try and pick up Roombas? Yeah. All right. That'll be a, let's see, a quantum of athletics in this game again. Athletics. Make me an athletics check. <laughs> can too. Lanto can too. Ah, uh, yeah. Plus six. Plus six. It doesn't come up much, but Alex is actually quite athletic. Nice. Uh, athletics, you say? Uh-huh. Plus one. All right, you guys start... I rolled poorly. You guys start yakety-sagging around the facility, picking up Roombas and throwing them in a sack. <laughs> <laughs> but between, between the two of you, you can collect a fair amount of them. <laughs> Alex looks extremely pleased. You're helping, Lance, so you're holding the sack. <laughs> yeah. All of these things are so cute. I'm gonna keep. I don't. We don't really have rooms back there yet, but when I get one, I'm totally keeping one in my room. Just be sure to keep it yeah. clear of fleas. I hate that can be a problem. I, right. Yes. I, I'll make a sure very to take big care problem. Uh, he stares into the distance. <laughs> I want to ask. He's having bubonic plague flashbacks. <laughs> bubonic virus. <laughs> so, uh, you think, uh, Chris and the Sparrow will be okay with the white? I hope they can talk to him. I hope he's not completely crazy. From what I understand, whites usually retain some of their personality, but are often bent towards an evil nature. Evil nature, huh? Mm. Uh, Alright, well, I suppose if a fight breaks out, we'll hear it. Wait, no, Indeed. we won't. Unless there's more soundproof doors in the way, I guess. They're able warriors, but I suspect even their skills would be tested against such a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want a guy like that around. Dad, she'll continue gathering Roombas. All right. You guys continue on your uh, room bonds. Room yes. quest, twenty seventy seven. And uh, yeah, this Barra and Chris, you can you have loaded the thing and come back can come back at your leisure. All right. Um, I'll tell the others to come out so we can guard this thing. They've been in there for a while. And. Uh, yeah, he'll swipe his card at the door and uh, see where they're at, what they're doing, how they right. be. <laughs> All right, so you guys open the door? Yeah. Yes. As you open the door, um, the same smell as the other rooms, but not quite as heavy, wafts out. And you open the door, and there are plates on the ground and etchings into the wall. Just tick mark after tick mark after tick mark after tick mark. 
And in the bed against the far wall is a sleeping ghoul. Oh. Oh. I'll knock on the side of the door. <sighs> he, he wakes up with a start, puts on a pair of glasses from the end table next to him. Hello, friends. How may I help you? Hello. Uh, Mr. Smith, I presume. Ah, that's just the name they gave me when I came here. Ah, all right. Well, what is your name? My name is Dr. Jeremiah Bancroft. Oh. Oh, shit, he was a ghoul before ghouls were a thing. It's a pleasure to meet you. What year is it? Uh, I don't know. What year did... We got we got someone we got someone with a we got someone with a timepiece outside. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, he speaks with just a very small hint of a British accent, but it feels like it, it seems like it's gone away after a long time alone. You ain't from America, are you? No, no, not originally. But I suppose I spent more time here than not by now. Probably. Uh, probably right about that. Yeah. So you were here like. Before the war. Yes, yes, I suppose I was. But you haven't been out. You haven't been out there, have you? Oh no, no, no! I've been in here hmm. the whole time. Well. What year is it? Uh, I don't know. What year is it? Um, uh, I have not actually firmed that up yet, but I can do that. We'll give him our best estimate of the year. <laughs> um. I'm just gonna go ahead and confirm this as. Didn't the war happen in like 2080? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this uh, 2280 between the uh, between the events of Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, it's, yeah, 2280, I think. Oh my lord. He looks saddened for a moment. I suppose everyone I know is dead then. Yeah. It's hard to hear that. Yeah. Some. Um... I mean, they're. If it's any, if it's any, uh, cons- if it's any uh, consolation, they probably went very quickly. I suppose that's a small consolation. Um, is Alex there? Uh, I don't know. Does Alex come by? If if you want for narrative convenience, she can chase We've a got, Roomba we, outside yeah, you can, the you can, hall. <laughs> you see Alex chasing a Roomba down the hall, <laughs> just outside. Yeah, you can. It's like, hold on there, hold on there, out there, out there. Who are you? Uh, me? Oh, um, um. Come I'm, here, come uh, here, come here. She will do so. He uh, he grabs your hand and pulls it up and looks at the Pip Boy 300 you're wearing. I recognize this device. You do? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, do you mind if I have a look at it? I, go ahead. He um, he takes a pin and puts it in a small hole and pops it open and takes it off of your arm entirely. Which is something I doubt you've ever seen someone do. Uh, uh, oh. He uh, he breaks open the console on top of it and starts fiddling around with it with a pair of tools. Uh, it's too dark in here. Um, uh, well... Would you fancy a change of was... scenery? No, no, no. This is fine. This is fine. I mean, it, I'd offer you a light, but that's what I usually use for light. No, no, no. It's fine. He, uh... He go, he puts a finger to his glasses and flicks a small yeah. switch, and out of the stem of one of them is a small flashlight that he's using to help work on it. She's 
She's going to watch what he does because she is very curious as to what he is doing with this. Now, this is the Pip-Boy 300, yes? Uh, yeah. Good, good, good. You see, the Pip-Boy 300 was actually a somewhat lazy piece of technology. It was sold at a cut rate. However, we we at Voltec actually had more 3000s than we had 300s, and we couldn't meet the orders. So we... He, there's a small short inside the, uh, there's a small sh- short inside the Pip Boy. We actually stopped some of the inbuilt features to downgrade it, and here, and uh, and he closes the console, and a Geiger counter that you didn't know was in the Pip Boy starts ticking. Uh, oh, hey, I didn't know it could do that. Oh, it's wonderful piece of technology. Hands it back to you. So you worked at Vault Tech. Sort of. Sort of. He looks around conspiratorially. Well, I suppose right. there's no one here to to discipline me for saying this, but yeah, I, there was, ain't. I was a I was a member of Future Tech. Future Tech. Um, anyone can give me a science roll. Very high difficulty. Science, medicine, and technology. All right, let's. Yes, I'll give it a try. Well, I got a plus. I got a plus zero. You've never plus. heard of Future Tech. Plus two. You also have never heard of Future Tech. Uh, man. I got a plus four after spending a fate point. You've heard rumors of something called Future Tech, but you don't know what it would be. They used to... There was someone in the, there was someone in the followers that used to talk about Future Tech. Yes, yes. We worked on advanced technology for Vault Tech. We were headed right. by... We were headed by a brilliant man named Dr. Stanislaus Brown. Hmm. So wait, what, we, what 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 brought can, you? Can, can, hmm? can we pause a second? Yeah. Uh, Stanislaw Brown, is that like someone from the canon? Yes. Okay. Stan- I was just wondering if that was a reference to Stanislaw Lim at all. Uh, probably not. Um, for the record, uh, this is something that anyone who played Fallout Three would know. Stanislaus Brown was a scientist that worked in the high echelons of Vault Tech, and among other things, was responsible for creating uh, virtual reality software. Oh right, okay, I remember that now. Okay, it's been a few years since I played Fallout Three. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. <clears throat> he uh, when, 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 when I when I hear the word the, the, the name Stanislaw and future, I, I just think of the Future Logical Congress. <laughs> which, as a note, is a fucking wonderful book. It might be. I don't know what Chris Avalone was thinking. Chris Avalone is responsible for all decisions in Fallout Land. <laughs> I don't know. All right. You see, right. you see, I've been here for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have, yeah. How's the world? Is it good? Is it civilization? Good There's kind of some out west. Uh, people are the they're bringing the Gex out. Oh, brought them out. The in the, they brought them out in the west, at least. The Gex, they, they, they made it. They made it in. Yeah, I guess well, they're here. Wonderful, wonderful. I was one of the head scientists on those. You were. Yes, the Gex was one of my. It was one of my children. You hear any bug reports about them creating nothing but radioactive weeds? No, that's a new one on me. Sounds like sabotage. Yeah, capable of doing such a thing. 
you see what it does, what it does, it's a brilliant device. It it decomposes the materials around it and forms it into into something usable, something fresh, something livable. But I suppose yeah. if you if you change if you change its subroutines enough, you could you could very possibly make it create something tainted and horrible. Hmm. Uh, do you want to see one of them in action? Oh, I would look, like nothing more. But first, answer me this. Sure. What am I? Uh, as far as I can tell, you're a ghoul. Yes. A what? A ghoul. That's what we so call. So, he, so people, so people call uh, uh kind of almost like split off species humans. Yeah, heavily, heavily irradiated humans. He claps. Irradiation. That that explains everything. He uh, right. he uh, invites you over to look out his small window. Sure. The uh, the atomic bomb is immediately outside his window. Oh. Oh, that's been leaking into in, in, into this for the last two hundred years. As you get that's closer awesome. to the window, the Geiger counter ticks. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, we should get away from that. Yes, yes, of course. Move, move, move. Um. <laughs> well, I guess you're safe from it. Uh. You're one of the you're one of the rare few that has whatever the whatever genetic part allows you to just take in radiation harmlessly now. Wonderful. I suppose. Well, I suppose my kinda, employer. I suppose, kinda. Kind of. Kind of what? And it depends on it depends on what kind depends on what kind you are. There's varying subtypes of ghoul. There hasn't been a lot of study on it in the wastes. Wonderful. I mean, I Maybe know... that could be my next area of expertise. Yeah, it could be, but um, I mean, if that's going to be the case, there's actually a place out west you might want to you might you might want to hit up uh, Necropolis. I think it's supposed to be called. Um, oh yeah. But the, anyway. Yeah, the Ghoul City. Yeah. A whole city. Um, hmm. But um. But yeah. But first, uh, just just I suppose to fair warning is um, I've seen it I've, I've seen it happen where uh, ghouls take in too much radiation and they go crazy, go feral. Well, no one's really sure if that's what if if that's what triggers it. That's the theory I heard anyway. I see. I see. Usually right, find so. the you usually find the ferals out in uh, ways uh, out in the waste that's too radiated for anything to live. Are we still at war with China? I don't think China yeah. exists anymore as a concept. No, there ain't no countries to be at war with anymore. Also, How? also the United States does not really exist anymore as a concept. How is England? Don't know. No word it's across England. the pond. Might be possible to actually. We've some got the seafaring vessel. Wait, we got we got and, we, and take a long trip. Well, we got Carmichael. He said that his uh, he's uh, Carmichael's a representative from a group called the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, they have outposts all over the country, maybe all over the world. It's possible for him to to get in to get in contact through some kind of ham radio or whatever. I see. I see. Brotherhood of Steel. I see. How do you find this place? It's out in the middle of nowhere. Did you uh, just happen a, upon it? You know, uh, you know, um, what was... Did Dr. Dr. Jacobson ever give us his first name? No. Do you know uh, Dr. Jacobson? Yes, yes, he was my lab assistant. Um, I... We... I... Yeah, kind of saved his life. Um, and he told, uh, told me about this place. Wonderful, wonderful. So he's still around. Yeah, he's uh, he he's he's also a ghoul. He's a little. He's got a. He's got a bit more exposure than you. 
Well, I would imagine. I suppose he would be in pretty bad shape without uh, without such a constant amount of radiation to sustain him. Yes, in fact, he needs radiation to live forever now. I see. It's like a life support system. Yes. Um, in fact, he was... Uh, he actually... Um, I'll just come straight because I feel like I feel like there's a there's a wherever you decide to go um, there's room at there's room at our place and we would be happy we'd be happy to have someone as capable as yourself staying at staying at our little refuge uh, we're stationed at the uh, the old Kismet Park um, apparently Kismet kept a functional kept a functional geck in his World of Tomorrow display oh my lord he wanted one of those for so long. Well, I guess he got it. He also, um, but it was Doctor. Looks like something. No, one one thing about that though is, uh, you said it might be all possible to sabotage it. He had a functional gek, but someone must have broken. Well, I think it was Jacobson, because Jacobson is one of the ones that needed the radiation to keep living. Could all ask him when we get back. Yeah, we we were able to we were able to fix it, but we were also able to sustain whatever the weird stuff was that came out of it, so that Jacobson could continue indefinitely. Fair enough. If you want to come along with us, we're actually going up to uh, we're actually going up to a, a private vault to get some supplies. The there's a vault in there's a vault in Kismet Park that broke. There's a vault in Kismet Park whose uh, water and food uh, purification systems broke down. Oh, the vaults are still active. Oh, of course they are. You're here, points at Alex. Um, yes, I, I suppose the thing tipped you off. <laughs> points to the pit boy. Yes, yes. We tried to keep those a bit on the down low. Those things. Though I'm told I was probably from uh, private vaults. They said. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's a money grabbing measure by our lovely company. We did need a lot of money for those advanced projects. I got a question for you. Maybe a couple of them. If you don't mind answering them. He perks his head up, and for the first time, he looks you in the he looks you in the eyes, uh, hitting you in the eye, unfortunately, with his flashlight glasses. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't I haven't spoken to anyone in forever. He clicks off the, right. clicks off the light. Firstly, you the one that. Lays hell under root. Lays all holy hell under raiders to come through here. Raiders. Scared breaches. I suppose that was what I suppose that was discussed in our post-apocalyptic handbooks. Such a thing might exist. But, so. But no, I've been in here. You ain't the one then. Wait, if it wasn't what him, the then what's patrolling the halls then? Yeah. I haven't heard anyone in these halls. I haven't heard anything. Why were you in a very stationed long here? Time. That's what I was about to ask. You know, that's an interesting question. One day I was just working on the GEC technology, and the second I was accosted by military men who told me I needed to be relocated. And then I was interned in a psychiatric institution, apparently. And I've been here for 200 years or so, apparently. Oh, it's that... It's that, it's that story, the Manchurian Candidate. What? He doesn't have any mental problems. He's got a he's got a trigger word that turns him into a weapon. A what? He scratches his head, revealing he's wearing a bracelet. Uh, what's up? What's what are you what do you have on your 
What's that bracelet? Oh, um, the, uh, the vault Tech people put it on me. Some sort of employee identification thing. It's got a little speaker in it. It uh, gives me alerts, alarms. Did you? Like that. Did do you, do you did uh, did you hear the did you hear the emergency uh, the the security breach? No sound gets through these doors. I was sleeping. So you know nothing about a about a about a white-eyed individual that is uh, adept in all combat skills. White-eyed individual? No, I'm afraid not. We saw one when we were coming into the when we were coming into the facility. Uh, the other reason I asked that you may stay with that you may that, that you may want to come with us instead of remaining here. Um, many of these, many of the of the, many most of the many of the most of the equipment in this facility would be very useful in our uh, new colony, our town, our I don't know whatever you want to call it. We're trying to we're trying to set up a new we're trying to set up a new city in the uh, out of Kismet Park as it's. Actually, pretty well intact after all these years. I see. And how can I help? Well, I'm in. Well, you seem to have an extraordinary level of knowledge of science and tech, science and technology, especially pre. Especially, there's very, very little of it survived after the war. I, I know as much as I can from the followers of the apocalypse who have been, uh, who have been taking and cataloging uh, any any pre-war texts they can find. I see. I see. Well, I suppose I may have forgotten a lot of it in the uh, last. He uh, he starts counting the uh, the ticks on his wall using binary notation on his fingers. Yes, two hundred years. I suppose I've forgotten a lot, but I'll do my best. At that point, there's a loud digging noise in the room. He goes to a hatch near the wall and pulls it open, and he pulls out a plate with a stake on it that has a sparkler in it. Um. You, you might you might not want to eat that. Now it's sustained me so far. He pulls out a knife and starts cutting the steak. Have you noticed any? Have you noticed any tremors of the hands? He he uh, shoves in his mouth. No, no, I can't really have. You know, there's been no regular supply. You, you know, there's been no regular supplies given brought, brought to this facility. So what what are you saying? It's uh synthesized. No, um. People, it's people. Yeah, he recoils a little bit. Mister Mister Handy's been Mister Handy's been taking all the dead raiders that have been coming in here, and uh, apparently the USDA protocol is to sustain is to sustain patients by any means necessary. I I I see. He puts the plate back on the conveyor belt slowly and shuts the hatch. Um, I I suppose it's guaranteed to have every vitamin and nutrient a human needs, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Um. If you want uh, more regular meals, uh, you could come with us. Yes, yes, I think I'll be doing that. We may also bring Mr. Handy with us and disable that functionality of his. Yes, that that seems like it might be prudent. Is there anything? Is there anything you might want to take from this facility? Um, we're going to be. Uh, We've kind of we've we've kind of stripped it of most uh, of most of its valuables. Um, so anything personal you might want to take. Um, he picks up a toolkit and a diary, and he flicks on one of his uh, he flicks on his uh, B flashlight on one stem of his glasses. It's dark out there, yes. Um, what time is it? At this point, it's getting to be around twelve thirty. Uh, no, it's not. 
It's no, it's it's about it's it's in it's about noon. Sun's high, oh, sun's I, overhead. I meant in the hallway. Oh yes, yes, dark, yeah, it's dark, yeah, it's dark out there. The lights aren't working so well. Certainly don't want to trip on anything. Yes. And he uh, he goes with you. All right. You've acquired uh, Jeremiah Bancroft. Cool. Well, um, so the good news is I think I can convince the Mr. Handy to follow us along if there's no one here to take care of anymore. As, as you walk, he's fawning over uh, Lanzo. Oh, yeah, Lance is really cool. Yes, yes. Thank you. Themed robots. I've always been curious about what you could do with that sort of thing. Well, we got plenty of them back at Kismet Park. Yes, yeah, Mostly see. I serve my lord and liege, and uh, he'll just talk about night stuff. Yeah, he's, he listens intently. Meanwhile, uh, you approach Mr. Handy again? Yep. Welcome! Uh, hello. Uh, we are taking the remaining uh, inmates to another facility. Uh, which means there will be no longer be anyone left here for you to take care of. So if you'd like to come with us, I think we can uh, let you be, you know, have some things for you to do. Acknowledged. Um, would you have any idea what con- what uh, or the controls for the little cleaning dro- uh, uh, robots are? They are completely centrally located within the droids themselves. Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to keep catching them then. You've already got a fair amount. It, they, they seem to be noticing that, that, that other ones aren't coming back and hiding inside the walls. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. I will come along. However, you may want to direct your attention to the life signs noted outside the building. What? Life signs? Yes. Outward-facing cameras have detected additional intruders, I suppose. Uh-oh. Perhaps visitors, but visiting hours are over. I think it's probably intruders, judging by earlier. Then I shall sound the alert. Yeah. Intruder alert. He turns into a killing machine, murders us. <laughs> he murders everybody. <laughs> um, um, I, yeah. I guess if Chris hears, oh shit, there's people outside, he's like, gra- he's grabbing his gun and running because we have the fucking med dispenser out there. <laughs> I thought I was still strapped to Lance's back or something. No, we 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 put it on we put it on a dolly and carted it out to the trailer. That okay. The original plan was to have two was to have two oh, of us watching it. I thought we were deciding. It. I thought we were deciding against it because of uh because we weren't sure what the reaction would be if we tried to enter the facility at night. Oh no no no! We took we took. I guess we can take it by the door and then we'll take it out to the trailer before we leave. But no, really? we we left and we piled we we threw like the raider oh, guns no. in the back of the trailer and stuff like. We went out once. By the way, anyone can make me a retroactive notice check. Nope. Sure. Nice. I got a plus one. Nope. Not a zero. Zilch. For what now? Notice. notice. Well, uh, okay. Six. Holy Six. shit. Okay. Six is just good enough. So, you now realize something that didn't really register with you when you first saw it. When you uh when you pat when you look outside the window and notice the bomb sitting there, there was a cord coming out of the crack. What? Oh, they're gonna blow it. A cord that wasn't there when you walked in. Shit, yeah. We need to get out there. Oh, they're gonna Oh they're, they're, no. Alright, we need oh. to go now. Now. Yeah. What? We're gonna what? blow this bomb. Uh, what? 
they don't blow it. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah, we're running out there to make sure that nobody pushes the plunger or something. All right, everyone make me athletics checks. Athletics, minus, go. Minus, minus one if you're carrying an inordinate amount of Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> minus one if your name which, is Zach. <laughs> which is which is granted perhaps the strangest penalty I've ever put on a check. <laughs> Just handed right, the lance I got a uh, plus four. I got a minus well, one. also good at athletics. It is more important that you get to the fight than I. Chris, Chris, Chris trips over a body, I guess. Ah, <laughs> ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> All uh, right. Okay. I, although I did think I, I actually did establish why Ento was ha- holding the bag of Roombas. So. <laughs> Wait, it was minus what then? Minus, minus one holding one. a lot of Roombas. They're unwieldy and. Oh, oh boy, this will be fun. So minus one plus three plus three. Okay, Glanzo got plus, plus four. Three. I got plus four. Everybody gets out was, except Chris. I was... Well, all right. Everyone... Well, our goal is to stop the detonation. We're not going to... No, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. escape and explode this Oh, yeah, explosion. I know. Also, we still... We have. We don't even have the... We don't even know the dispenser in the trailer yet. Yeah. Because plans changed. All right. So, you, um, you rush your way out... All of you, except for Chris, you bash your way out the front door into the blinding light of day. The sun just above you, blinding you. Chris, you trip over a wheelchair wheel that's got a man's neck in it. <sighs> yeah, he makes these swears incoherently. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the rest of you, you see something... Uh, give me investigation checks to see what's going on. Okay. Lancer <laughs> makes it outside, sees nothing. Thing shrugs. Oh wait! Oh wow! Never mind. I got I got I got a minus one. Ooh, the light blinds you pretty horribly. Your eyes had adjusted completely to the inside, whereas Lanzos automatically adjust. Do you think this would be a fair time to tag wrong place, right time for a bonus? Sure. All right. That case. All right. All right. You uh you you dash out the front door. And remembering your training from the uh, anti-apocalypse books inside the vault tech, you duck and cover. You jump to one side. And that actually puts you in perfect view to be looking at something off in the distance behind the, uh, the psychiatric hospital. Lance, Lanzo, a second later, you come up behind her and see the same thing on a hill behind the place. There's a... There... It's hard to tell from this distance, but there appears to be a man in bright neon-colored armor. He has a series of bottle rockets placed in pipes around him that he's lit, and he has a plunger that is uh, that's connected by cord to the back of the facility. Um, can here's a question. Now the question is: Well, getting his attention. So did we did we end up borrowing a vehicle to come out here, right? Uh, you you used uh, we used the trailer Lancer. and attached it to Lanzo's motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Good because there was a way. There's a specific way that Alex was traveling. Then Alex quickly runs and gets on her moped and starts in that direction. By the time you get on your moped, one of the bottle rockets is fired into the air. And it explodes, being a firework. And in the air, in bright, actually dark green colors, considering it's day, it shows in smoke the number five. 
and then the next bottle rocket starts firing. Oh, oh, all right. Whatever you I rush. can go, go faster. Come on, Lanzo. He's posing like a, the guy on the hill is posing like a professional wrestler and screaming and cackling. <laughs> at, at this point, uh, Chris, you break yourself free of the wheelchair wheel. All right, yeah, he's going to go to the... This is the best, most short-lived villain in the game. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to... Yeah, Chris is going to... Chris is going to go to the... Going to go to the cord connected to the... Connected to the bomb and uh, cut it. Make we an athletics to check to, the, to get to the back of the building in time. Oh, boy. This is a good time to not have any fate points left. Um, okay, I have a question for you, GM. Yo. Now, I assume that if I am doing a similar thing or because he's i'm assuming that going by him will take by the cord and stuff yeah uh, i am assuming that even although my athletics is higher than my drive in theory driving is still going to be faster like yes. a, a a a similar drive role will beat a simple will beat a similar will like will be an athletics role yes all I will, right i will say you can also make a crafts check for free yeah okay I will definitely do that. I'm going to spend a fate point to reroll that. You got the mechanical girl. <laughs> yep, that'll do. Uh, uh, curiosity GM. Oh, actually, out of this hole. After this, I'll ask. Yeah. Uh, plus five crafts. Plus five crafts. All right. Between that and your incredible craft check from before, you do know that theoretically it is possible for you all to make it away from this explosion and not actually be damaged by it. It will level the building, but it seemed that this uh, sort of bomb is meant to direct the explosion upward. Yeah, but if we haven't loaded everything up yet, will we have time to load everything up and get away? We are, or... there, is a, there, are, there is a bottle rocket that indicated we have five seconds left. <laughs> it's not exactly seconds, but... He's doing a bunch of posing and stuff in between, I think. <laughs> but it is a countdown. <laughs> she'll yell at uh, the other. She'll as she's driving off to try and disarm the bomb. She'll yell at the others, or like at least disarm the detonator part or something. Uh, get as far away as you can. You still have time. Or we still have time. And... <laughs> All right, uh, that is what oh. is said. What were you going to ask, Nate? Uh, especially how far away is this guy? Um, this guy, the building is about, see, to get back to the bomb, it's probably about 100 feet, and he's up on top of the valley behind it, so he's a fair distance away. Okay. It's at this point okay. that he, uh, he stoops down and, uh, and does a bicep curl, showing off his muscles as the number four rocket shoots into the air and displays its number. Lance, what are you up to? It's a manual plunger, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to wrestle this man. All right. Are you going to try and get on your steed and get there? Uh, if that would be the it's, fastest way, then yes. It'd probably be fastest. Okay, then I will do that. All right. You make me a drive check. What are you up to, Vespera? Uh, well, uh, cl cl closing in on this guy will allow will allow them to not be in the range of the explosion anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, right. he is out of the range of the explosion himself. Yeah, uh, she will. Uh, since it, since it is clear, that, I don't uh, think he is. I think he knows. I think he knows that this is the ultimate pyro. And also, he's wearing. His, also, he's wearing. This a, is his entrance. 
into heaven. He's well. He's also wearing a suit of neon colored armor, which might he might just be the he might just be a guy that's too cool not to look at explosions. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell from this distance what exactly he's wearing. <laughs> All right, and uh, Bancroft just jumps up onto the pla- the trailer platform that uh <laughs> that's being towed behind Lanzo as he's. His mighty steed screams to the end of the uh, to the end of the building. Uh, Chris, if you like, you can make me another athletics check to like clamp onto it and ride with him instead of running. Uh, but we don't have the we don't have the vending machine out. <laughs> I, need to, well, I thought that was we're, the first thing you did. Lanso is running towards him. So. Well, I said we did that, and then I realized we didn't have anybody out watching it. <laughs> So, well, let's just assume that if that's what it originally said, rather than changing after the fact, that's probably all right. All right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What then there's, then there's nothing. Anyway. Then there's nothing to save in the building, and we can just leave. Yeah, so I'll do that. You can all. You can also try to find this man and wrestle him. Apparently, <laughs> well, that's well, I was gonna just. I was gonna. Do my original plan was just to run to the cord and cut it with some bolt cutters in my bag. <laughs> sure. Um. And then we can deal with this guy. So that, while he doesn't have the ability to explode a bomb. <laughs> All right. As as you scream towards this man, another bottle rocket flies up in the air. He throws up a finger like a disco dancer and shakes his hips to it as it explodes into a three. <laughs> I'm not killing this guy, just so, you don't, just so all of you understand. <laughs> He's coming back to the base with us, and I don't know what we're going no, to do with him there. He doesn't. No, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to, that isn't blow us up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And actually, just so we don't have to do like a whole bunch of rolls, he uh, puts he puts up a he puts a foot up onto a rock, points it points to the uh, horizon. Puts another hand over his head, and the two ball rocket fires and explodes. How how much time did you spend writing out all the poses he's doing? <laughs> this guy did not exist before you left the building. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So make me one more drive or athletics check to get there. <laughs> I got a plus one athletics. All right. The, the showing is really getting gun range, essentially. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And with this, with that act, with that roll, you easily get within gun range. You could probably hit him, but you're definitely within range to shoot the uh, cord if you're good enough. Spend a fate point for plus two. Oh, oh, she's good enough, and that's what she's going to try. And I'm and... gonna. Sorry. Go ahead. Shall I roll for that now? Uh, yeah, you can do that. But what are you doing, Lanza? Yeah, I'm spending a fate point to get up there quick enough. I'm going to use my deeds to precede me, because something tells me this is going to be a deed that's going to be just talked about for a while. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn. All right. What's that's six? reasonable. All right. I'm going to do a jumping lariat off the motorcycle. All right. The moped's coming by, but the... the uh... <laughs> yeah, you can make me a brawl check. Uh, Lanza speeds by on his motorcycle pulls up into a wheelie and hits the hill at the perfect angle and rushes up it. And, uh... <laughs> do I get a boost for my awesome drive check? Yeah, yeah, you do. Actually, you get a fate point, is what you get. Yay! Fate point capitalism. Spend po- spend points to make I points. will immediately spend it on this move. <laughs> sure. He doesn't seem to have noticed me... you yet. He puts out his fists in a sideways th- thumb, 
puts the thumb down, then the thumb up, and then pulls it back <laughs> as, as the number one rocket goes up. And he puts a hand on the plunger, and this is when you see him in his full glory. He's wearing neon yellow, green, and red armor armor in like the form of a bomb squad uniform. He's wearing a pair of dark, dark sunglasses. And you come up and just slam him to the ground. Meanwhile, Vespera picks out the uh, picks out the cord on the ground, pulls a pistol, aims for just half a second, fires, and splits it in half. Having gone flying up the hill on a trailer attached to a motorcycle, Bancroft just sort of rolls off onto the top of the hill, panting. Yeah, I guess Chris, let's go over the <laughs> let's go after being dragged up the hill, basically. <laughs> The man in the armor just sort of sits up, the large collar protecting his neck from most of the damage of the hit. He points at you, Lanzo. You just made a huge mistake. God damn it. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) You just mess with. He does another bicep curl pose. The Blastmaster. This is ridiculous. I never get to blow up something this big. <laughs> Lancer's just like, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> this dude's too cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you'll have your chance once we've cleared out. In the he, meantime, perhaps I can entertain you. Hmm. He throws his sword and shield to the ground and gets in a wrestling pose. <laughs> <laughs> he points at the... Uh... He, he points at Bancroft. You there, funky bones. Reattach my wire while I do this. Bancroft gets up, just nods and rushes down the hill. Wait, why? What? <laughs> do you try to stop him? Chris might... Chris, Chris, is, gonna, Chris is gonna run after him and be like, what the hell? Lanzo is busy. Yeah, Chris <laughs> is gonna run after Bancroft. <laughs> If you try to stop him, he'll stop. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? He he seemed like he knew what was what he was talking about. He's he's gonna oh. he's gonna blow up an unexploded a bomb. Well, yes, but he seems earnest enough about it. I don't That's know. Just... <laughs> I don't think we actually have to do this fight. I think you guys can just narrate that you're going to go and pack everything up. And in the background, a cool fight will happen. Yeah. Chris, and then afterwards, we can reattach it for him and leave. Chris is Chris is going to Chris is going to stake out an area like a uh, hundred yards in every direction from the facility, and put down tape that just says "caution radiation zone." <laughs> yeah. While you're doing that, he points at Lanzo. Bring it on, Turkey. Also, Dr. Bancroft, you might want to, if he's going to do this, you really want to make sure everything you want is out of there. Oh, yes, yes, I have everything, I promise. Okay, because I, yeah, I don't know. I'm strangely, I'm strangely enticed by this man. (laughs) Turkey, huh? Well, I hope you're prepared to meet your maker. (laughs) I'm always prepared. Have at you. And he goes into, like, a kung fu pose with his bomb suit and waves you in. 
All right. I, can I just spend a fate point to say it's awesome, and that we, it's like it takes like five hours. You know what? At this point, I think any mechanical thing we do is going to be worse than what that what could. For some reason, in imagines. my head, I'm imagining he makes all of these poses, and then the fight, and then for the fight, he's like trying to do something because he's in a Bob Squad outfit. <laughs> And just gets there, punched out in like three rounds. He gets punched out in like three seconds. There's a lot of body checking that happens. I mean, the thing is, we're wrestling, and so I'm throwing him around, which doesn't do a lot when you're in a bomb suit. <laughs> he just gets back up. And he has enough mass where he, with that bomb suit on, where he might be able to knock Lance over a few times. So it's probably pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he just kips up onto his legs in the bomb squad. No good, brother. I got the, I got the tower of power that's too sweet to be sour. <laughs> God damn it! Like I get a fate point. <laughs> yeah, and you have a, a epic climactic battle with Blastmaster that leaves him sitting panting on the hill as the sun sets. Lanso is panting somehow as well. It doesn't make sense. He's a robot, but it's happening. <laughs> there's a there's there's a there's a subroutine for that somewhere. <laughs> it's either that or the fight goes on long enough that like Chris looks to Alex and like how 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 long has it been? It's like Jesus, when did he get going? Lanso finished this. <laughs> Blastmaster gets up, walks over to you, and reaches a hand out in the action movie hand grab. <laughs> Yep, no, that's happening. He grabs it and flexes his bicep. <laughs> well fought, Blastmaster. It's a name I'll remember. You did pretty good yourself, Metal Man. The name is Lanso, Knight of the Realm. You know what you just earned yourself, Lanso? What's that? He points to the plunger. <laughs> no. Together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, at this point, is going to turn to the others and be like, are we okay with this? Whatever, there's nothing left in that place. Okay, are, are we the far ra- enough away? I, th- I, th- I think so, right? I mean, you're the one that knows more about You know more about this bomb than I do. I know this I think, bomb like I know myself. I know a lot about... I know a, a little bit about bombs. I think you don't look directly... Don't look directly... of radiation. Yeah, we'll be out of here. We'll be out of here pretty soon after. Uh, don't look at the birdie. I'd also stay out of the rain. Just, yeah, I'm just gonna turn this way, cover my ears, and close my eyes. Thanks. Bancroft goes goes down and reattaches the wire. <laughs> he puts a hand on the plunger and nods to Lanso. Yep. On three. Three. And then two. <laughs> Boom. Wait, no, no. Wait. If he says three immediately, I said on three. Oh, okay. That's just confusing. Yeah. Three. <laughs> He's, He's very eager. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of you look at the atomic explosion while everyone else turns turns away with their weak human eyes. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's where I'm going to call an end to the session. The se- the secret <laughs> ending the secret ending is that Blastmaster's actually blind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, mere shades reflect most of it back. <laughs> Yep, that's the end of the session. <laughs> I, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Why not? That well, happened. We have made a powerful friend. <laughs> I don't think Blastmaster's going to come with us. I think it's us. a rival. 
more than a friend. He'll be he'll be around. Yeah. <laughs> and the name of the session is Peaceful Acre Blues. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, no, that was I like that. Good session. It's I gonna be we super have a super smart pre war scientist. It's gonna, gonna be, be really super handy. awkward when we have to explain to Doctor Bancroft why there's a legion of ghouls that wants to kick us out. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a little awkward. To be yeah, fair, I'm understand. But to be fair, I think he, I think he empathizes with humans, with with fixing the world more than he does poisoning it, so that only he and other people like him can live in it. Yeah. Well, and the the problem with that is also like, he probably understands that it's not sustainable. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and there's no problem with having like irradiated zones. I mean, a lot of places will stay irradiated for a very long time anyway. Hell, we just made a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just pre-cordoned it. <laughs> Don't come in here. All right, let's blow it up. Yeah, no, I guess it's good that we got rid of the unexploded bomb. <laughs> I suppose it does prevent someone taking it and using it for more nefarious purposes. Or some or some idiot blowing it up. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to call this session a significant milestone, because you picked up a scientist who worked on the Gek. Cool. That, okay. So, so that, that, that translates to any one of the minor milestone things, plus add a skill point to one of your skills. Okay. Maintaining the uh, the the thing where no yep. one level can have more skills than a lower level. So, so what do we? So at this point, I think it's just another plus one skill. Yeah. Or a plus two if you added two plus one skills. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Which is definitely what I did. Uh, hmm. I think I might add burglary. That's a thing. I. I that's, that's a thing we need. Burglary. Yeah, I mean Jim. Jim, I mean Jim has it, but it makes sense for the character. Yeah. Should I bump up drive or I'm thinking drive or physique? <laughs> I'm being I'm being honest when I, when I say that Blastmaster didn't exist until you opened those doors. I believe it. <laughs> I the way yes I believe I believe it. There is no way that could be planned out. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this to be a big, huge combat. I want this to be flashy. <laughs> <laughs> they could fight a bunch of raiders, but... Eh. Or they could meet one Blastmaster. Blastmaster. <laughs> well, right, we've so... also dealt with the issue of raiders. <laughs> no one's gonna go back way. there. All right. So let me know in the chat if you have any questions. But for now, I think I got to drop out of the call. All right. All right. Well, righty. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet.